What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode 181. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. That's... That's Seth. <laughs> and this... Jared Buckendall. Is JB. How's it going this week, George? Jared? Jordan. George. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's the bro host Jordan here bringing you the SoCo oh. Show podcast. Jordan Buckendall. I have no, I don't have the foggiest fucking clue where I didn't talk to any Jordan today. I obviously know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I don't know oh, how that shit. happened. Jared Jared joins us uh, as always as well. So the the Holy Triumvirate is is back for you guys again. Episode one eighty one. The Holy Triumvirate. You mm-hmm. never heard of that? Uh-uh. It's Rush, the band. I I think it's probably other stuff too. But um, Rush Limbaugh in the movie I Love You Man, he refers to the band Rush as the Holy Triumvirate. Yeah, you got to uh, slap sure at the bus. Exactly. Slap at the bus. Oh, slap at the bus. Oh, wow. Slapper dot bass. I feel left out. Slapper the boss. You've seen that movie, though, right? I don't think so. Really? Really? I'm shocked I didn't make you Maybe I have. Um, I feel what like a, I've shown I love you, you, man. Yeah, man, yeah. with uh, Rashida Paul Jones. Rowe, Jason Siegel. Yeah, Rashida I have Jones, seen yeah. that. I've seen it once. Um, not enough to fucking quote a single thing from it, but I've seen good, it Good, good. I, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, we go home and give each other some PJs, but, you know, great. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Clearly, you guys have seen this way more than me. <laughs> These, uh, I Love You Man is the place that has the taco shop in Santa Monica that I went to specifically when I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, the fish tacos? James Beach. The fish tacos at James Beach. Uh, the fish tacos are real. They do reference the movie in the menu, and they are incredible fish tacos. Some of my favorites that I've ever had. And that's a very nice comedy. Uh, if, you, if you folks out there haven't seen I Love You, Man, it's a very, very nice comedy. Um, very funny. Paul Rudd is at the peak of his powers, I think, in that one. Um, and it's got a pretty solid look. Joe, uh, Joe Lotrulio, who plays Boyle in um, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he has a really funny bit part in that one. Uh, so John Andy Favreau, Sandler, too. Actually. John Favreau's in there. Uh, there's a lot of fucking... Oh, yeah, Favreau. I had, it took me a second to place him. He's fucking... Yeah, that movie's hilarious. I, I changed my mind. It's not a nice comedy. It's a really, really fucking good comedy that if you missed, you should go back to. So that's our retro recommend this week. I'm gonna take back in time. Where we're going, we don't need roads. I didn't. I honestly wasn't sure when I started saying that if the sounder was still on the board. I, I, I was honestly thinking that. I'm like, out of all the stuff you've kept and gotten rid of, that still made it. Hell yeah, man! man. I had to swap one out today. I had to swap one out because we have a new sounder for the the one of the new segments that we have, and um, I had to take something out. And it. I never even looked at the retro recommend sounder for whatever reason. It's just in my head as a permanent staple. So. And anyway, it's funny, too, because you, you fucking hit it, like, r- immediately after you said that. So you knew where it was, too. It's like, that was that was definitely rote memory. Yeah, yeah. That's the way the board is getting. It's it's kind of, I kind of just poke at you it. You are one with uh, the board. It, it typically typically does what I want it to do. Like, I don't know. What's a good example? Uh, well, I don't know. 
I thought I was going to seamlessly transition wow. into a funny uh, into a funny soundboard joke. Didn't have it on deck, but what I do have on deck is this. Oh, I wow. really like feet. So, there's that one. You could literally could have just hit anything right after you were doing that. Yeah, you could have just slapped your palm down. That would have been funny. Yeah, I was really thinking you were going to do that with one of the combo combo sounders. Yeah. What can I say, man? I I just don't have it today, guys. (laughs) Shut it down. Wrap it up. We're done. This is going to be a really shitty podcast. Uh, I apologize to the listeners. No, I'm just kidding. This will be actually a really good podcast. we got a lot of really fun stuff to talk about, and we're going to be putting out um some new music uh we're gonna put out today more on that and a little bit later we're gonna return to a new segment uh that we added last week and we got a lot of big stuff including but not limited to a rundown of the sundance film festival which uh jared was had uh press access to uh and seth was able to catch some of those movies as well so we'll get the we'll get kind of the rundown and the summary of the sundance film festival when we get to what did you watch later. So a lot of, uh, a lot of fun stuff on the show this week. We appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, I think we'll get into, get into some shenanigans like we always do. And uh, no better way to get into shenanigans, Seth, than, uh, than with our titillating topics. Titillating topics. Topics. All right, we're going to boot up the old titillator. All right, here we go. Five it. topics. I'm going to read them off. We're going to pick one to discuss in further detail. It's time to hit the titillator in three, two, one. People don't have to put up the I really wish it was a pole start. <laughs> I can make it a pole start. What if we got like a vroom, vroom, yeah. vroom, vroom. I think I could work on that. We'll see if we can get the gas-powered titillator working. Next week. <laughs> yeah, that's really good for the uh, <laughs> environment. Yeah, Gotta have the gassy hate tits. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're barely five minutes in and we got the title. Gassy tits, welcome to episode 181. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, well, our, our digitally our digitally um, our digitally rendered tits are are here for this week, Seth. So what what do we got to choose from here? All right, our tits that we got this week are uh, communism, clowns, <laughs> fortune tellers, Native Americans, and motherhood. I've got two questions for you guys that come out of that. Um, one, what's your, what's your take on clowns? Um, so on clowns have always been interesting to me because, um, you grew up in a house full of them. Yeah. My mom was a, is a fan of clowns, like collecting clown collectibles. So we had like, like the, we saw this really big piggy bank. Yeah. Old, like old timey, like artistic clowns. And so uh, we had like, not both little statues of them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we had little statues. Mm. She had like some plates that hung on the wall that had pictures of them. Uh, I we had this one really fucking big. It was like three foot tall. It was a piggy bank, and it was a big ass oh, clown head, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Um, and so like we were always, they were always in the house, and so it never occurred to me that clowns could be scary until I was old enough, and then kids started talking about like having seen it. Like that was the first time I even figured out like people are scared of clowns, but I, that's like an incredibly fucking common thing, but I've never been able to, I don't know, 
uh, clowns haven't really affected me ever in that way. Do you have you guys ever had the fear of clowns? Uh, and does do you still have it? I think I did. I'm I'm definitely uneasy around them. Um, the thing is, like, <laughs> um, I don't know. They're always creepy and whatnot. And I remember, like, growing up, my parents and uh, myself, we would always watch Seinfeld. And I know that there was a couple episodes with clowns that were always little creepy. And then every or yeah, when you get into second grade, we'd always go to the circus and there was clowns. But the one time that I, I would like fully was like, oh God, yeah, this is terrifying. For some reason was Scary Movie 2 with the clown under the bed. <laughs> yeah. Like that clown, I, I mean, I love that movie, but I specifically remember every time watching it, covering my eyes. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because when I was young and watched the first couple scary movies, some of the scenes actually scared me. Mm-hmm. And that clown, that scene is almost a direct ripoff of Poltergeist. And that's one of the really good, really scary scenes in Poltergeist that they actually did a pretty good job of translating. And I think that's why it's scary. Um, but yeah, those that's, that is one clown that did scare me. The one in Poltergeist was pretty fucking, that's pretty scary. What about you, Chef? Were you pissing yourself <laughs> when you came over to, to our house, to the horror museum? Or were you always pretty chill with clowns? Um, no, I... Thinking back, I mean, there's probably a few reasons why I'm not afraid of clowns. One of them was probably staying at your place. Um, but then also, I used to watch Bozo, the clown. The, oh, man, the creepy one from, oh, like, sure. the 50s or 60s. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they had new episodes even up into the 90s when I was watching. Really? Um, um, but I think they had a different Bozo. I think the Bozo changed a few times. But because uh, it had the games and stuff, I I, <laughs> I have a distinct memory of one I don't and nothing special happened but I have a distinct memory of eating a sprinkled cake donut watching Bozo the Clown and it was that bucket game so and I actually made a few few uh few games um based off of the Bozo games when I was a kid with buckets and stuff but yeah do you remember that bucket game where it's like three two one and you have to try and toss it in is that with the ping pong mm-hmm. balls yeah yeah you don't remember yeah, Cody? I never saw Bozo you didn't I, watch I, Bozo I don't think I ever watched no, I don't think I ever watched the show. With how I've ob- probably seen clips, but with how obsessed your mom is with Bozo, I'm surprised. Or not Bozo, but clowns. Yeah. Bozo I, and clowns. Somehow to me just are the fucking missed me. Yeah. By the way, uh, I pulled up the Wikipedia page for Bozo, and there are a, there are a fuckload of Bozos. Okay. Um, so Bozo's the character, but for it looks like a lot of the time, the Bozo was a like a local regional show that they did in every region. So, mm. for example, um, uh, Mexico City had a bozo um, that did it for, God, 40 years almost. Um, L.A. had its own bozo who did it for just a few years. And their bozo actually was the son of the original bozo. So there's like 50 bozos. I'm looking at son the bozo. Son of bozo. bozo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about for you guys, but that came over in perfect synchronization. <laughs> <for> you guys. <laughs> I mean, I guess clowns. Okay, for some reason, yeah, they they have been portrayed in a lot of horror films and whatnot. But yeah, uh, the the original it from what nineteen ninety. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't watched that until I was an adult, but I remember kids telling me about it on like the playground and when we were hanging out and just them explaining it to me was absolutely terrifying. I was like, no, 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 I don't want that at all. But I'm curious, do you guys remember, I think this was like five, maybe six years ago with all of the clowns like roaming around and in, in the backyards of yeah. places and like basically oh, there was yeah, a that clown was like 
there were just roaming cl- herds of cr- clowns in woods and stuff. Yeah, that was weird. That shit is, and that's that's actually a point of clarity. Uh, what when I'm saying I'm not afraid of clowns, if there's a clown who's like covered in blood and is holding a knife, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not scared of those clowns, but like the the clowns that are meant to make you laugh, and that's the reason I never understood. Right. Like why people were afraid of them. I was like, they they make you laugh. Like what's the, but those the, like creepy clowns that are intentionally creepy. That shit I I can understand. Like if if I'm walking down the street and there's a clown standing at the end of it, I'm turning the fuck around. I don't care yeah. what's down there. It's I I think I've actually watched something on why people are afraid of clowns, and essentially it's like because of the makeup and the fact that there, there's a little bit of the uncanny valley type thing going on with it. Uh-huh. It just unsettles yeah. people. Like that makeup unsettles people based off of like how pretty emotionless and like you can't really tell how 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 a clown's feeling you know with the makeup and stuff so that that i think that's the reason why some people are uh unsettled by it um i did thinking back though and i wonder if now it would be any different but i did you know back when i did stay stay at your place i never thought it was like weird that there was clowns all over the place but I was always a little confused. <laughs> and I we think never talked that, about it, really. Uh-uh. They were just there. And yeah, you had that. I remember that pig, get, piggy bank was in your room, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And we would like put our feet on it. And sh- it was more furniture when yeah. we were kids because it was like half the size of us. Because your room didn't really have any. It was the clown. <laughs> most of the clown stuff was downstairs except for that one, that, yeah. that piggy bank. But I wonder now if like walking in, because I've been to, you know, uh, places since where you've lived and there hasn't been as much clown stuff at least that i've noticed so no she's gotten away from that yeah my mom's my mom's a big time like collector she'll she'll get on something and then get a bunch of it and she's basically simplified her shit down to just the color pink so like everything my mom owns she owns in pink and that's what she collects now and then like shoes and like wine memorabilia um is her other thing so she has like a thousand wine openers and um Uh, other stuff that people send her so it's like she's moved on I think from the clowns she still appreciates them I talked to her not that long ago about it actually and she still appreciates them but she doesn't collect them in the same way she used to I'd say that's probably wise yeah the uncanny valley thing I I think you're exactly right there Um, that's a fascinating thing to me the uncanny so for folks who don't know the uncanny valley is if something looks very close to human but is not quite then that fucks up your, your your like baseline brain activity gets fucked up because it doesn't know what it's looking at and so like clowns in that makeup that's a big reason why zombies and mummies and vampires are scary because they're very close to human but not quite um and that's also donald uh, trump Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. That's why he's fucking scary Rudy looking. Giuliani. And then also people with <laughs> yeah, Giuliani doesn't really look human. He doesn't. No. Me. Um, but uh, also people with like facial deformities and stuff, like birth defects or cleft lips and stuff like that. People, it's like biological that people have a hard time. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess connecting or looking at folks with that, well, which sucks. I mean, it's no fault of their own. As I say, no. But the brain does some brain does some trippy shit when when something is is off about the face that, gonna, that you didn't, that shouldn't be. I was going to say, now it sounds like you're just trying to defend yourself or something you said about someone with a messed up face. <laughs> oh, dude. I spent about 20 minutes today absolutely dunking on this kid with a cleft lip. Oh, <laughs> no. I was just trying to make myself feel better. No, that's not true. But uh, <laughs> that would be, uh, that'd be a pretty good way to cover my ass if I did want to write some jokes about 
people with facial deformities. I could chalk it up to the Uncanny Valley. This is not my fault. This is their fault for being ugly. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a big reason why body horror also works. Um, That shit freaks people out. There you go. We've gotten to the bottom of everything fear-based. The other question I wanted to ask you, one of the other titillators was um, uh, fortune tellers. And I'm curious about this. If you could... If I could, if you could know for sure that, you know, John the fortune teller was going to, what he was about to tell you was a hundred percent true about your life and how it's going to turn out. Would you go to him and ask him stuff? And if so, like, what would you, what would you ask him? If you knew he was going to be right, uh, would you like, would you want to go to a fortune teller or would you just say, fuck it? Or like, what kind of stuff would you want to know? Well, the thing is, okay. So you're saying like, Hey, do I, no matter what he says is going to be true, no matter if you change your lifestyle or not, because that's always my thing is like, if you know the future, you can't change it because that's the future. Let's, huh? Ooh, that's an even better question. You know what? I'm going to let you guys go ahead and discuss this, uh, you know, you and your conspiracy theory and conspiracy, you know, wild (laughs) brain glitch in the matrix type stuff. Hit that sound or it's conspiracy chat. Do we have a conspiracy thing? I don't think we do. Hold me now. Um, I'm six feet from the conspiracy, and I'm thinking. Let's let's okay. Let's reset the stipulation. What he tells you will come true, but you could change it. Hmm. So on your current, he will tell you the result of the current path you're on, and then you would have the option to change it or not. But you you would never know if you were actually changing it. He would just tell you this is this is the, this is the path you're on. You you're never gonna know if you're off of it or not. But if you if you keep on the path you're on, this is it. And then you know if you want to change your lifestyle to to do something different, then fine. Um, but if that's if that's how it works, Jared, would you would you want to know? Would you ask him anything? It's oh man, it's it's one of those things where you really really want to know, but then again, it's like maybe you don't want to know um, because mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be something really fantastic or something really horrible and then you try to keep living that or change it and it doesn't actually go that way. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to yeah, tell me. Tell me everything. I think I I think I would want to know. I think ultimately my my curiosity would trump everything else. But I've seen a lot of TV shows where people are told their destiny and it never actually turns out the way. That's the whole point of those arcs is, is right? Mm-hmm. Even if it turns out the way that they said, it's not really the way that they said and if you try to change it it, it, you end up with something you didn't butterfly effect. You end up with Hitler as president or some shit like that. So I don't, I don't know if I'd want to fuck with the timeline, but I would want to know if I could know for sure that I was getting real info, I would want to know, but I don't really buy into that. So I don't go to fortune tellers. Are fortune tellers the same people that do that tarot card thing? Or is that the fortune telling? I group them together and cause I think it's all horseshit. That's just my opinion. It's the same people industry. That stuff. Great. I group them up together with um, those things and then also astrology. I kind of put in the same group of Oh, like, I thought you were going to say um, those people at the fair that guess your weight. <laughs> no, those people are fucking great. That. That's a skill. <laughs> the What's the name of the, um, Seth, you'll know, the professor, uh, is it Trelawney in Harry oh. Potter? Yeah, divination. Who does like the tea leaves? Div- divination. Yeah, I, I group them all up under that, and and I I don't think any of it's legit. But I don't know how closely. I think if you had a tarot card reader and a fortune teller, they would probably tell you there are differences. But I don't know what they fucking are. Hmm. 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 
I so would. You ever, you ever been a little bit curious about your fortune? I mean, I would do that. I would sit down and let them do the do the cards, like just now. I mean, I, without the stipulation of like, you know, this has <laughs> to go right? true. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if 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 I knew it was coming true, would I do it? Maybe, probably, probably. Because I mean, the only problem is that, like, what if it comes out to being like, you end up fucking alone living in a trailer park scratching your nuts all day like what if yeah that I mean, that's if I have the good risk. internet that doesn't sound too bad <laughs> <laughs> that's a neat itch man <laughs> yeah more likely it would be the fucking planet burns up and you die with everyone else at age 52 or something like that what i you know what this might be a loaded question but what's something you would love to hear but be terrified to also hear that i was married with kids <laughs> that would freak me. That would freak me. I think a lot of people would go in. Yeah, that's funny, right? Because I yeah. think a lot of people would go in thinking that that's a win. If you heard that, then great. Mm-hmm. But there's for me a thousand spinoff questions from that. Who am I getting married to? Um, I was going to say, is it the person I'm? Is it the person I'm with? If not, then that's a fucking issue. Um, how many kids do I have? Did I want that fucking many kids? And mm-hmm. even if I did want all of that. Am, am I going to be able to handle all that? Like, am I going to be decent at it? I don't fucking know. That would be really scary. Well, um, it, what? If, but they, what if they didn't finish? What if? What if? What if you? They said married with kids, and you're like, no. And then he says, or whatever the genie says to to Jennifer <laughs> now Lopez. Now he's a genie. Yeah, whatever it is, the future, <laughs> the the fortune teller, the genie man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says to you're married to to Jennifer Lopez. Uh, as a world-renowned stand-up comedian, and your kid is basically taken care of by a nanny. <laughs> yeah, see, that sh- that shit would make me a lot happier. <laughs> Otherwise, you're living in like, a trailer yeah, park scratching your nuts with your kid. Yeah. Your, your kid scratching your nuts <laughs> oh, for you. No. <laughs> with one no. of those shoehorns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that's nasty. Daddy got <laughs> stuck. <laughs> oh, no. Yikes. You know, I was trying to figure out a way to spin that so it wasn't awful, but not even going to take a shot at it. No, nope, don't do it. Just going to that one pass on by. Nope, not going to do it. Oof. Uh, let us know out there on, on Facebook and Twitter at SoCo Show Pod what you guys think of this. Um, are you afraid of clowns? Uh, why or why not? And uh, are you interested in fortune telling? Do you believe in it? Do you think that the existing fortune tellers are legit? Uh, and Ms. are you Cleo? interested in what they have to say? Would you change anything about your life if you knew how it might turn out? Let us know what you guys think. I, I'm intrigued to uh, to hear what some other people are going through on this. But I think the I think the titillator has officially done its job. So let's go ahead and shut that thing down. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's titillating topics. Titillating topics. For the shutdown, <laughs> you should do like deepen it or see if you can like flip it. <laughs> Something like that. Yes, yeah, slow it, it down. Over, yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah, I got some. I got some work to do on the titillator. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come up with some. Uh, I'm probably gonna end up with like fucking 25 variations of the titillator sound because that's how I like to play around. So keep an ear out for uh, for more variations on the titillator next week. For now, though, um, where are we at? I'm being facetious. I know exactly where we're at. We're on chic tweets. Let's do it. I call you a punk. Chic this week. That's the new name of the, the segment. Chic this week. Um, that sounds like a like a weekly news, uh, like a weekend review show where the chic goes through the events and and burns like the soup. 
A new story, a number one. <laughs> Iron Sheik, uh, this week has been tweeting a lot about um, stonks, a lot about GameStop and <laughs> Nokia and all that stuff. That's been he's basically just saying hold, you know, the, keep steady, hold on to him. Probably not the best financial advice. Um, <laughs> so if you want to go read those, uh, go check that out. Um, but I had I found one in between that that maybe it's just more life advice. Um, he says, "The older you get, the more you can go fuck yourself." Hmm. You know, I think I understand what he's getting at, but I, isn't the isn't the inverse true? Right, like after you hit twenty one, I think. Every year you get older than that, you can fuck yourself less. I don't think a lot of 80-year-olds are fucking themselves. At least so? I haven't seen it. I've been looking, too. Uh, oh. Send me some links if you guys oh. have that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But save that one. That sounds like a good, uh, sounds like a good caption for a birthday, a birthday card. Or uh, write that on a birthday cake for someone. The older you get, the more you can go fuck yourself. Like Do you think one. when really old people ejaculate... Um, it look it looks like a uh, a mini version of when LeBron James does the thing with the dust. Oh god! Yeah, oh, it's that's nasty. One thousand percent. You just hear. Pah. Yeah, it's like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure one of those. Do you know those uh, those things that I don't, I don't know really what they're for, but you they're like an accordion and you squeeze them and they shoot air out of the other side. They yeah, used that's to be called in like an accordion. Shit a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not musical, right? It's <laughs> it's just like a pump. And I always picture those when I think of old they people. They call them unhappy accordions. There you go. Sad accordions. That's what sad that's accordion. how I picture old people orgasms are sad my, sad accordions. It's also my favorite sex position. The sad accordion. The mm-hmm. sad accordion. <laughs> oh god. So why I don't you, know what that why like. you lay in the fetal position and cry while your lover points and laughs at you for not being able to perform. <laughs> oh shit, I've done that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That's what it was no. called. Valentine's Day coming up, people. Get yep. yourself uh, some sad accordion. Set yourself a dick appointment. <laughs> a dick appointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're off the rails. Somehow we got from the Iron Sheik to sad accordions. Uh, <laughs> but what we do know is that the older you get, the more you can go fuck yourself. Wise words, as always, from the Iron Sheik. I call you a punk. Alrighty, time to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. Free indeed. We have Mathis Designs as well. Go find our friend Steph at mathisdesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. If you want to get a piece of Mike's wood, head on over to Etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your wood worked. Oh, Mike. A <laughs> um, little bit of a change up here. Usually this is where we shout out NPA, but want to shout out uh, another NPA related project actually this week. Um, we haven't talked about this yet, but uh, NPA is part of a, a group, a rap group called Friday After Class. Uh, so it's NPA and and uh, Jack on the weekends. Um, more on them later. Uh, but Friday after class, we're going to link to their Spotify page, which you can go follow. A um, lot more uh, kind of comedy-based raps, as I what I would say. Uh, maybe some Little Dicky influence there. Uh, if that kind of stuff is up your alley, check out FAC. We're going to link to their Spotify page 
in the description box so you guys can go check out their music. What? <laughs> I don't have a sounder for them yet, so I had to repurpose that one. Let's see here. While NPA is not doing the Friday after class thing, he's working with our own JB on Room 56 Studios. Uh, if you need some graphic design, some video editing, audio editing, whatever it takes to get your dick idea onto the screen. Dick measurements are half off right now, Jared. Is that right? Uh, it depends if it's warm or cold. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warm. Wait, which is... <laughs> Who is it half off for? <laughs> well, if it's cold, I guess it's half off, right? <laughs> your penis is rather warm. <laughs> We're going to have to stretch this sad accordion out. <laughs> Oh, wow. Gosh, that's that's one of those things. You never want a girl after she's been with you to go tell her friends, yeah, he's got a really cold dick. Let me warm it up. I sat there and tried rubbing it together to, to start a campfire, but it was more, it just stayed like an icicle the whole time. You ever seen those oh, 90s God. silly putty commercials? <laughs> oh, no. God. Cold dicks. Cold dicks is up in there with um. What was the other? What was the tit thing from earlier that was going to be the gassy tits? Gassy tits. Gassy tits and cold dicks. (laughs) (laughs) We're off to a real highbrow start on the SoCo show this week, as always. Oh man. Oh fucking! I don't know why it feels like we got to get this one in there. Please show me your dick. Your cold dick, to be more specific. Whether it's cold or warm, show it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what temp it is. I want to see that thing. Uh, uh, There was a point. Room room 56 Studios. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to make a video or a song or a podcast about your cold dick, hit up the guys at (laughs) room56studios.com, and you'll get hooked up with, uh, with the fellas to help you bring it to life. Waka waka. <laughs> Maybe our best ad yet. Maybe. Last but not least, Anchor. Uh, Anchor is our podcast hosting service. Uh, and a little bit more on that from a previously recorded version of myself. Here you go. <laughs> Here you wow, go. Award, <laughs> award, <laughs> award, you you're go. welcome, America, for that <laughs> ad, which I, which I know you loved and didn't skip over. Um <laughs> Anchor, also the place to go, uh, link in the description box to our Anchor page, which is where you can go to leave us voicemail. Uh, If you want to hear your voice on the SoCo show, that's the best way to do it. Um, Click on the leave a message button on the Anchor page. Leave us a little clip and we'll play it on the show. If you've got a question, we'll answer it. Uh, Whatever it is, we'll play it. We need need content, so give us some vocals. Whatever you want to do out there is fair game. But uh, one of the best things that we like about the Anchor page is that is where to go to become an Anchor contributor, or as we call them, Anchor Wankers. Wanker. The Wankers are the folks who have decided to kick us a few bucks a month to keep the podcast going, keep it improving all the time. Um, We we use that money for new equipment, software, all sorts of stuff, Um, but all that does to go directly right back into the podcast. Um, so we appreciate our current anchor wankers. Uh, if you want to join the ranks, the prestigious ranks, which already include dick and balls, farts, uh, and Brett McShane. <laughs> if you want to get on that list, uh, head on over to the anchor page, click contribute, 
and uh, choose the amount that's right for you. Uh, even if you're not a contributor, though, big appreciation going out to everybody who is listening to this show. Even just by clicking on this episode, you've helped out the podcast. So uh, thank you for spending this time with us. And we hope that you'll share this with your friends. Help us grow the party a little bit. Help us find some new wankers out there. Uh, we're at 13 wankers right now. Wanker. When we hit 25 wankers, we're going to have a premiere of an exclusive NPA track that is going to drop right here, world premiere on the SoCo show. So help us hit that goal. Again, share these episodes out with some friends. Help us grow the party a little bit. Bada boom. There you go. <laughs> yes. All right. Now that we got the bills paid, let's move on. I am very excited for what we're about to do next. Um, we're going to rewind the clock a little bit and talk about some previously on the SoCo show. Previously on the SoCo show. All right, folks. So... <laughs> Um, going back to last week, uh, normally we don't really provide context for previously on the SoCo show, but this I want to set up because this is kind of a special one. Um, a few weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking, I think this might've been the most recent live show, uh, which is out there on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. Um, we were talking about eating hot dogs for breakfast. Uh, that was a <laughs> habit of, of our very own So host, uh, yeah. when we were young. So I'd like to enjoy the uh, glizzies in the AM. And, and so last my week... My cholesterol's we never had... been higher. <laughs> there you go, folks. Um, so we were talking about that topic, and NPA, as he is wont to do, um, took that idea and, and created a song. And so what we heard last week was glizzies for breakfast. Uh, NPA had a, had a great rap verse uh, and a very catchy chorus. And over the last week, um, you know, all of us were talking and we decided that that should probably be a full length song <laughs> instead of just a, a one minute clip. And so what you're about to hear is, I guess this is kind of a world premiere. Mm -hmm. um, I actually haven't even heard world this final premiere. But what we're about to get is Glizzy's for Breakfast, the full version. Uh, this is by Friday After Class. I mentioned them before. That's NPA and Jack on the weekends. And it features the co-host. Uh, I, <laughs> I have some, um, see if you can pick me out in this one. So here again for the very first time, Glizzy's for Breakfast, the full version. Uh, none of us have heard this one. So um, here we go. <laughs> world, world, world premiere. <laughs> NPA and Cody on the track. Wake up in the morning, put that meat to your lips. Grab the buns tight and don't swallow too quick. Enjoy it real slow and start with just a tip. Cause it's seven in the morning and you know we're eating hot dogs. Yeah, I eat glizzies like a hot shot. Every day for breakfast cause the toppings make it top notch. Now don't talk, fucking Cheerios is nonstop. Shit in a bowl is fucking whack like a cockpot. It's like lace chips, you can't have just one I don't really cook, but my breakfast game real I go to sleep at home, but I'm waking up in Johnsonville Nothing like a rock star, dinner time is Kobe beef Henny and some caviar, but in the AM before I'm on my way I grab the most important sausage of the day We're having crazy Yeah, I said I like him and I meant it Yeah, and now there is no exit Wake up early, cause I'm busy. Open up the fridge and I grab a fucking 
like Lizzie. Uh, for breakfast, how we do in this city? Any other way, you start your day off in a tizzy. Only funds I use are when I'm clapping cheeks. Eat the good. I'm a fucking freak. Ain't no shame when I'm chomping on that hot dog. All I needed was my protein. Now my day about to pop off. Call me weird, or I might just slap you dizzy. Don't want no beef, so I'll go and grab a glizzy. Eat it in one bite, cause you know I ain't no sissy. But only for breakfast is when I'll eat a glizzy. Why eat a glizzy for the protein? Yeah, bun made of wheat, cause I'm so lean. Yo, I lift the plate, cause I'm so clean. Yeah, I swallow glizzies with no teeth. We're having glizzies for breakfast. Yeah, I said I like a man, I'm Yeah, and how we win his no Man, that that needs that needs a Grammy Grammy nomination oh, right there. Oh man, it's so right? good. That's the first time I've heard the complete version, and that is fucking sweet. Uh, yeah. Big shouts out to the FAC guys. Uh, that came together really fucking nicely. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because you got to understand how much work they do when they when they edit this stuff because again you can hear me talking and me rapping doesn't sound a lot different than me talking but he was somehow able to make me sound like a mediocre rapper and that yeah. is a big enough that's a big achievement in and of itself so uh, big shouts out to the guys at FAC for uh, for putting that together and let me let me jump on the track with them that was a whole of hell of a yeah. lot of fun to do. That was awesome. It's 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 fantastic. I can picture the music video in my mind. Uh, Cody, my favorite line is when you say something about Johnsonville. Um, yeah, 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 that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, that waking, go to sleep at home, but I'm waking up in Johnsonville <laughs> was the first. Uh, it was it was one of the first lines I wrote for the verse. I was like, I gotta have something just completely you know different because <laughs> yeah. I knew we were gonna be saying glizzy a lot and hot dog a lot and all that kind of stuff. So I like I wanted to get around it to some other synonyms and so i ended up at the johnsonville line how hard was it to try and come up with something that rhymes with oscar meyer <laughs> <laughs> yeah no shit Ball like, Ball Frank. yeah i could have said i woke up in the wienermobile but that wouldn't have the structure <laughs> oh man we gotta call them and see if we can use their uh, wienermobile for the music video <laughs> yeah yeah oh i bet you Oscar. if we change the we'll, we'll change oscar meyer if you're out there if you're listening if there are any uh marketing representatives from the oscar meyer company i will change the lyrics to my song to our song to, to fac's song that i'm featured on i should be more clear um uh, we will change the lyrics if you give us a sponsorship for oscar meyer we'll do it for the commercial dude and we'll, you know we'll dude, fix the lyrics. this this is the music video right now you guys are cruising around to different cities in the oscar meyer wienermobile you're pulling up it's like there's a clock this is how it opens it's like 9 a.m and you're pulling up to all of oh, these seven. breakfast joints oh 7 a.m my bad Duh. 7 a.m 7 a.m yeah, 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 sorry, sorry 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 <laughs> and you're pulling up to all of these breakfast joints and pe- there's lines out the door but you're flinging hot dogs at them I can't America needs better. wieners, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you're the man to give it to him, Seth. I firmly believe that. You know what I did, too? I had to look up whether Johnsonville did hot dogs, because I wasn't sure. See, and I, I was knew, one of, I know they did browns. Yeah. See, and I knew that if they didn't, you would point that out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if, they don't, if they don't do hot dogs, Seth is going to go, those are bratwurst, not hot dogs, and the whole thing will be stupid. So I fucking looked it up to make sure you can get Johnson <laughs> hot dogs. 
I love how <laughs> I love how layered that is that you actually thought about that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm we we've talked about this gosh, it's been a while on the podcast, but we've talked about like I don't know if perfectionism is the way to put it. Um but that sense of like making sure every detail is just right before you're going to put something out. And mm-hmm. so I put, I put way more thought into that than it probably sounds like. <laughs> it, See, I, it, I wrote that for like a long time. It's funny because I had that thought though. I'm like, Johnsonville's typically brats, but I thought the line was really good. So I wasn't going to call anything out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do appreciate that. I appreciate um, good raps when I hear them. Okay. Hey, thank you for telling me that's a good rap. I will not give you a chance <laughs> to correct yourself. Uh, the song is Glizzy's for Breakfast. And I don't know yet. I, I haven't talked to, to the guys yet. I'm not sure if this is going to go out on the Spotify page, um, but we did link to that. Remember, we talked about uh, Friday After Class and sponsors. Um, so make sure you go link to to the rest of their music. Um, I, again, I'm unsure yet if you're going to see Glizzy's for Breakfast out there. Um, but uh, that's the that's the completed track. And but, I think my first official rap appearance, which I'm very excited about. Other than your... Uh... Your rap battle win. Mm-hmm. I'm telling yeah, you, you're true. in the wrong career, sir. <laughs> I gotta become a rapper. I'm just gonna move to somewhere where there's rap and be like, you know what? A couple of white guys from Iowa told me I was good at rap, so here I am. <laughs> 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 um, I will say though, I you know, I I think if I could go back, I, I think I think the podcast, I've you know achieved a lot of like cool little things, being able to, to to say like doing the live show and just having a podcast, like stuff that like high school Seth would have been happy about. Um, Eight year old Seth, um, <laughs> if if you go back and tell him, hey, someday you, someone's <laughs> gonna make a song about how you eat hot dogs for breakfast. It's gonna be on a podcast and. There'll be some people you've never even met who do lines on it. Um, that kid would scream at you because he'd be like, what the fuck's a podcast? What are you talking about? And where's your hair? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a really, that's actually a really good fucking point. Like, who who would have ever, no one in a million years would have guessed that there would be a rap song dedicated to your hot dog eating habit. That's, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least I can laugh about it now because I'm pretty sure in about 15 years pe- they're gonna look into my heart after I've had a massive heart attack and s- see a hot dog in my heart. <laughs> Half his heart's made out of weenie. Oh, <laughs> uh, you might have just created a whole genre, Seth, because "Hot Dog in My Heart" sounds like a great oh, that's a song. love song right there. That is a love song coming for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, FAC, guys, listen up. We're going to do the hot dog album, and the next the next track is going to be Hot Dog in My Heart. Oh, my God. Wow. That is fucking gold. Uh, Shouts out to the guys at FAC, uh, NPA, and Jack on the weekends. Um, link to their Spotify page, once again, is in the description box. But uh, hope you guys like Glizzy's for breakfast. We had a blast making that. Uh, I can't wait to see what comes out next uh, from the previous. I have a Leon's line in my head for hot dogs in my heart. I'm picturing like a fucking love ballad, mm-hmm. um, like a slow love ballad. Um, and, and the line that's in my head is punch 30 seconds in and then hit start. I consume. Now there's a hot dog in my heart. <laughs> wow. Hot dog in my heart. Like yeah, it's like Michael Bolton. Yeah, and it's like layered, so there'll be a, it'll be a whole harmony. Oh on the man! Hot, yeah, 
There's right. a hole Friday after last, call me. Heart. We gotta start making calls to people. Where's Benny Blanco when you need him? We need more of these hot dog tracks out there. <laughs> That's okay. We'll do it. I guess we'll become rich on the hot dog thing. All right. <laughs> that was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, FAC featuring you, boy. Glizzy's for breakfast. Uh, this week's this week's new track released uh, as a part of our one of our favorite segments, I think, has quickly become previously on the SoCo Show. Previously on the SoCo Show. They asked me. I should. I should ask you guys this. Um, they asked me what, how I should be credited. Um, I, officially, it's FAC featuring Cody Michael. I don't really have a rap name, and it surprises me that I've never thought of one for myself. But um, I'll ask it to you guys if you have anything on deck. But also, the, if you're out there on Facebook and Twitter, uh, I'm probably going to become a rap legend. So I need a stage name. So someone. Yeah. Uh, someone let me know what you guys think my name should be. I couldn't what, come up with one, honest to God. Well, I mean, you could, I mean, if you're just, if you're associate, cause you know, the song's associated with the show. If you just wanted to be not the co-host, but you could be the co-host. Ooh. The co-host. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty solid. I could even do it as one word and it would look like it was like really original and creative, <laughs> but it just is the co-host. The co-host, like yeah, capital the with the be... letters of the first. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I think that could be good to co-host. Or you could just be penis man. <laughs> there it is, Dunzo. God. I knew I came. It was to the a right tough debate, but we settled on penis man. <laughs> man, here's how that song starts. Then, penis man on the track. <laughs> I think you came in a little early there. Oh man! Yeah, that happens. It happens. This is this is the one where I mean I'm having a ton of fun. <laughs> I'm having a ton of fun with this one, but this is not one I would recommend that, you know, if I were to go on a date with someone and say, hey, I have a podcast, don't listen to this one. <laughs> listen to this yeah, one and go to time code 50 minutes and 27 <laughs> seconds. Uh, you want to hear, hear some guys that try their best to not make dirty jokes and that's all they can seem to do? Uh, this is the podcast for you. Wow. Oh, man. man. This is fun. I love that. Uh NPA, Jack on the Weekends, big shouts out once again. Glizzy's for Breakfast, already on its way to the top of the charts. Can't wait to see where it goes. Let's move on, though, for now. Uh, we got another new game. Uh, not, well, not another new game, but game. a new game that we introduced last week that we're going to get back into. This one's called News or Nonsense. News or Nonsense. News or Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> kept going yeah that donnie thornberry thing it's like eight seconds of donnie thornberry and i was like ah, okay i'm gonna chop this down and then i was like no i'm not gonna fucking chop it down we're just gonna listen to eight seconds of donnie for a little bit <laughs> news or nonsense uh as as we described last week <clears throat> i have three headlines um some will be entirely made up some will be real could be all or neither um cody and jared will guess them uh, whoever guesses the most correctly uh, wins one Dogecoin. Ooh. Nice. All right. Score. 
Are you ready? I'm ready. Jared beat me last week, so I, I need to get back into it this week. Here we go. These are your headlines. Breaking news. Barcode numbers on soup container wins Idaho man $38,000 in lottery drawing. Is that news or nonsense? Oof. So barcodes on soup, 38 grand. Uh, this is news to me. I think I think there's some sort of contest or some shit. Yeah, um, I gotta say news. Yeah. This is nonsense. It's nonsense. Holy shit! How long did you come up with that? I don't know. I just it just came to me. <laughs> wow. I mean that that it honestly that would me. be that would it sounded like real it sounded like news. Yeah, that one sounded good to me too. I think. Loser. We're all for I, two I th- or all for one, I guess so far. I think that um, I think with the recent lottery stuff that's been going on. I, I think that just kind of came to my head because I've heard of people like putting random numbers in or like, you know, this was the number I got on my, you know, the Chinese, the, the fortune cookie thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, so I just, you know, that the, the soup, I, I think soup has been brought up a lot recently. So I just thought soup um, in my personal life. People are talking about soup all the time. That's all I talk about. Soup, soup, soup. Soup's my favorite thing. So soup a dupe. I don't know. Well, you know what? I think tomorrow, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy some soup, use that number, and uh, I'll report back whether or not I won. What if it happened? What if you won 40 grand and it was just something that Seth made up in his head? (laughs) I'd be like, you're a fortune teller. You better give me money. Money, please. All right. Next headline. Oklahoma lawmaker wants to create an official Bigfoot hunting season. See, you. you oh, sorry. Is that news or nonsense? <laughs> you shook my confidence with that last one because I was really certain. Um, Oklahoma official Bigfoot hunting season. You know what? I'm. All, I'm going to say this is news. I'm going to say this is news because I think I think what he's I think he's trying to promote safely hunting Bigfoot because if you're just walking around there during like deer season, someone will shoot you in the woods. So I think he's trying to get safe Bigfoot hunting out so that they're not getting killed by other hunters. That's my prediction here. Hmm. I mean, him saying Oklahoma, I, I feel like this would be something that's definitely not. Uh, I feel like this would be maybe something southern or up in the mountain area. Um, so I'm going to say this is nonsense. <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> This is new. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do so, agree with you, though, Jared. I, this sounds, to me, more like a north, like, honestly, from my neck of the woods, like yeah, Oregon, yeah, yeah. I think, would do this. Up Kinda in, like, forest, wooded Oklahoma area. Would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean. Wait, what was the reason behind doing that, though? Was Cody was, right? Cody was right. It was news. Um, I don't know. I didn't read the article. Oh, oh okay, looked, okay, was, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 he doesn't read the articles. No, he's, man. He's basically just flipping through a Playboy for these headlines. He's, he's basically yeah, yeah. all of Twitter just reading a headline. Give me the centerfold. Give me the centerfold, <laughs> and I'll move on. Um, <laughs> I read for the <laughs> articles. <laughs> um, 
although I mean, there's a lot of other really stupid laws um, in you know the South in general. So if this is the stupidest Oklahoma has, I'll consider them lucky. Um, yeah. You know, laws that don't you know take away rights for people and things like that. Hell, Iowa has one of those now. Well, we won't go there any further. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Soco show is getting political. Here we go. Nah, yeah. not this week. <laughs> All right, and this is your final headline. Mm. Ford Fiesta's horn malfunction ruins birthday party for 12-year-old boy. Is this news or nonsense? That's pretty vague. I want to know what the horn malfunction was. Was it a fart noise? Was it just that the horn wouldn't shut off? These are interesting questions. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you. How old was the boy? 12. Ford Fiesta. You know what? I'm going to say this is nonsense. Why is a 12-year-old got a Ford Fiesta? So Ford Fiesta horn malfunctions. That's that's the headline. Yes, that's that's it. That's the headline. No, and it ruined no, a twelve-year-old's birthday party. Yeah, Ford uh, Fiesta's horn malfunction ruins birthday party for twelve-year-old boy. Oh yeah, this is one hundred percent news. Because someone someone's car. This is what happened. Um, a birthday party. They brought their fa- kids, family, all that. Uh, someone's. Keys got locked in the car. They tried to get it in. Uh, the alarm went off, and it kept going and going and going and ruined the kid's birthday. Drum roll, please. This is nonsense. What? Yeah. <laughs> nonsense, baby. <laughs> Woo! I really, you know what I really wanted to just... For three to the win! Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! Oh, yeah. My logic here on this one is uh, I just like the idea of a Ford Fiesta, which is party, <laughs> ruining someone's party. <laughs> oh, I didn't even pick up on the wordplay. Oh, oh no. That's fucking good. Wow. The Ford Fiesta. That is a... It's pretty, pretty classic automobile, if I do say so myself. Um... It's a party of a car, man. Out there on the road. This actually reminds me of a quick story. So I, this was a couple years ago uh, here in Oregon, and I was at a mod pizza, which uh, if pizza you haven't had, za. it's like a mod pizza. So <laughs> you you stand in line and they make your so um, basically <laughs> like they do burritos or uh, like at Subway. You you kind of go through the line and pick what's on it, and then they'll mm-hmm. cook it mm-hmm. real quick for you. And uh, I'm standing in line at this place, and the whole place can hear that there's this, someone's just laying on a fucking car horn outside. <laughs> and like right next to the building, just horn, like a long period of time, a long, long, long horn. Is this another stopped. salty cat story? And then a new one. It's not a salty cat story. I wish it was. <laughs> um, but it, it's closer than you might think um, because it, it's horn, horn, horn. We just keep hearing the fucking horn. And then we see this this woman in the restaurant, this is before COVID, get up and kind of kind of like, she's laughing, but she kind of storms out of the place. And so we all kind of look at her and she goes outside and she opens up her car door and picks up out of the driver's seat, her little fucking dog, <laughs> which the dog had been hitting the horn because it didn't want it. <laughs> It wanted her attention, so the dog was hitting the horn because it knew, I guess that wasn't the first time it had happened, that she would go out and get him. And so it was the fucking, this dog, and then, you know, you can see it. When she goes outside, you turn and see that there's a little fucking, you know, one of those little, like, yelpy dogs 
um, kind of peeking its head up above the steering wheel, looking around. <laughs> and it was just like this little fucking dog just going, meep, meep. It was funny as hell. Oh, I laughed so hard. I just picture the dog like staring, like not blinking out the window and just like pushing one paw into it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much, uh, honestly, for all I know, in the salty cat story, he was, uh, that salty dog might have been the guy behind the guy. Yeah. Salty cat. Saltiest. Saltiest feline this side of the Mississippi, I'll tell you that. Oh man. Uh what do we got? So we had uh we had the Ford Fiesta, we had um Bigfoot, and we had that first thing about soup. I can't remember what it was. Oh the soup thing. Soup a dude. Yeah, we got soup, soup, Bigfoot, and Ford Fiestas this week on News or Nonsense. News or nonsense. News or nonsense. oh man the sound is a little nonsense heavy i'll I'll give you that i'll give you that um news or nonsense is in the books let's jump forward here and uh let's recap our weeks we're gonna start by answering the question what did you i want to go first for what did you do um and i think this will be relatively brief the uh one of the things that i've been doing this week i I don't know why I've never been much for um, New Year's resolutions, but I do like things that start on the first. And so this week um, <laughs> that this episode is coming out is um, February 1st was on Monday. And for whatever reason, that just lined my my Sagittarius was in Jupiter's whatever the fuck astrology people say. And I was like really prepared to lock in some new habits um, this week. And so I've, I've got a couple things that I'm trying, trying to read more uh, regularly every night. But the other thing I'm trying to do is, is get a little bit of more workout in my life. And I'm not trying to get fucking buff or anything like that. That ship has sailed for me. But <laughs> um, Trish trying to get a little more cardio in my life so I'm not panting every time I walk upstairs. And what I have found that actually Seth recommended to me was on the Oculus VR, uh, the game is called Thrill of the Fight. And it's a boxing simulator that is fucking awesome. It is, uh, it's really basic. Like you, you get in, you can play, a, you can do like a speed bag, heavy bag, a um, couple other kind of drills, or you dummy. just jump in and fight. Uh, the dummy, yeah. Um, or you can just jump in and fight with a computer. No, kit. I was calling you dumb. Not- <laughs> oh. I should have known. Yeah, sounded like a dummy. The, uh- and so. The uh, the game is really fun. I, I don't know if anybody, if you haven't ever done boxing or like a boxing workout, you it, you may it may not have occurred to you yet. But boxing is really fucking physically demanding, especially on the cardio, um, just from doing the punches all the time. So uh, I got that game about a month ago, and I've played it a few times, and uh, really am enjoying it. Very fun, and it's become my cardio workout. So for about a half an hour every day, um, I'll do a little bit of boxing. And then in order to kind of warm up slash cool down, I have another game that is Guided Tai Chi. Um, Tai Chi, you've probably seen this. It's really slow moving. It's actually a martial art. So you've probably seen like an old old Asian guy doing like poses in the park. That's Tai Chi. Um, And so... It's, it's a really good kind of just focus and kind of a stretch, not stretching, but just kind of a uh, warm-up exercise and then a good cool down. So that's become my new regimen. I get in the VR, I do Tai Chi, I fight a boxing match, I do more Tai Chi, 
And it's an excellent, just like 30 minute cardio workout that I have felt really good about at least this first week. And actually I've been a little sore from the boxing. So it's getting, it's uh, getting at the muscles a little bit. So I'm really enjoying it. I hope it's a habit I'll keep up, but Seth, I know you were a big, uh, you were playing Thrill of the Fight and you've beat all the characters and shit. I'm, I'm, I've obviously just barely tapped into it, but you mm-hmm. can probably vouch for how physically fucking, you get you get sweaty doing that shit. <laughs> oh man, I get sweaty. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually, an example of that, um, a little over a year ago now, uh, at work I have to do these blood tests every year. And I had been... Like uh, four or five days before, not not even eh, probably like two or three days before, I had done like what you're talking about. I've gone through all the people to beat and all that stuff in that game, and so I'd finally done that. And the, the like, not even just the next day, but the next like three days after, my arms were so sore, um, like can't pick them up barely. Like showering mm-hmm. to try and like wash my head, like I couldn't get my arms above my head. Like that's how sore. Um, and I got the, I did the blood test and I got the results back and it said in the results that, um, I had higher enzymes because, um, I had damage to my muscles from the soreness. <laughs> so Jeez. like that's, that's how, that's how like intense that can get. And the cool thing about that is, you know, you mentioned it's basic, it's basic in terms of like the... There's like no frills with it. It's it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's good graphics and there's blood and all that stuff. But in terms of the boxing, it's not basic. It, it's it's it tracks like what type of punch you're throwing and like how hard you're throwing it. So the technology behind it is all very complicated and yeah. like sound. Um, there's a Creed boxing game also on the Oculus, um, and I played the demo for that, and that's more arcadey. That's more like you're fucking just swinging your arms as much as possible. Um, whereas this one is like, if you know how to throw a punch and kind of strategy behind like where, what type of punch to throw and where to throw it and, and what's, you know, situation, that type of stuff, you're going to be able to beat the people you're going against much easier. Like there's, if you, if you're not following a strategy and just throwing your arms around, you can only get so far. Otherwise you're going to pass out because you're not gonna be able to knock mm-hmm. these people out. So, you know that that's where it's more complicated, but yes, in terms of the game itself, it's simple. But it's a it's a great workout. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it feels real. It, you're right; it feels definitely realistic enough. But I don't know how you'd improve much, honestly, on a boxing simulator. And they do have um, actually for the Oculus, they have these um, vests, like these Bluetooth be- uh, connected vests that connect to your headset, and it can feel if you get hit like a body shot, it'll go and kind of hit you. <laughs> So more real. See, I gotta get one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's nah, like two hundred bucks. The problem that I have is I don't, um, I don't protect myself because they hit me. It doesn't hurt, right? So yeah, I'm just in there right. swinging like a madman. I probably look this game as much as anything I've played in VR. I'm certain I look like a total asshole. Like, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm doing, if you just looked in my window, I look completely ridiculous. Uh, I look like a, I look like I'm shadow boxing, but I'm like a six year old girl because I'm I'm not a technically sound boxer. I'm doing it for the cardio, and uh, I probably look like I'm flailing flailing around like a madman about half the time. But it is I'll tell you this: it is really fucking satisfying to knock those dudes out. Uh, <laughs> I have never I've never knocked a guy down and not gotten really fucking pumped about it in that game. So it's big big recommends, um, and, and it's like a twenty dollar game. It's not even crazy expensive. It's 10. I don't yeah. think 10 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got an Oculus, big, big recommends either just to work out or if you're into boxing, um, 
but and I've I been hope, getting a lot of traction out of it. It's been really fun. My hope is that because um, the Oculus is starting to integrate more hand tracking instead of controller tracking. My hope is that they get to that point with that game. Because if you can, my biggest issue of playing that is that it feels weird to throw a punch with those controllers in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could do it just with my fist, like the shadow box, it would be way mm. more, it'd be even closer. It'd be, it, it would be, because if you could track where your hand, like what, if your hand is rotated a certain way or whatever, um, that would even even more kind of like show the accuracy of it if they could do that. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. I think w- what, what this is opening my eyes to, because I've never really treated my VR headset as a workout tool, but we've seen things like um, the mirror that you can get at home. There's like daily burn with at-home workouts, the Peloton and shit like that. And it does kind of seem like the stuff you can do from home, but still be connected and have some sort of augmented at least reality um, in which to play and do those workouts to me is super fun. And I can see that even continuing to grow in the VR space. Um, I'm wondering like, Jared, I know you've, I don't know today if, if you are, but like, I know at various times you've been a a gym goer. Um, it would having, do you think would having a VR headset and doing something like boxing or Tai Chi or whatever else the workout, would you be more inclined to work out regularly if it was a video game? Do you think that would help motivate you or, or not as much? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because Seth always kind of talks about it now. It sounds like you're talking about it. I actually listened to a podcast earlier that they were saying the same thing that they are using. Um, I don't know if it was the Oculus or some sort of headset and doing uh, daily boxing and whatnot. Um, and it's so funny that you brought up uh, exercise because I uh, uh, I went out. It was kind of warm. I went and uh, shoveled the driveway, uh, just my side of it. So essentially, I shoveled half the driveway. Um, I almost died. So I need <laughs> to start working out again. Uh, that that was a come to Jesus moment essentially. So I mean, if you guys are gonna you know be getting this jacked core and you know some ripped uh, <laughs> ripped biceps, I might have to uh, buy into this uh, this boxing and tai chi and all this other uh, kung fu stuff. And I I'd actually yeah, just looked it up because I, I looked it up to see if they have the hand tracking, but they don't yet. But I did see Thrill of the Fight 2 mm. is in beta oh, currently. And part of that, they have uh, multiplayer, player versus player. Oh. So I'm going to knock you out so many you times. Gonna it's going to be so me. fun. <laughs> you will absolutely fucking ruin me in that game. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even like... It's not even like you know boxing, but I'm in better shape. You you know boxing, and you're in better shape. So I have no <laughs> fucking. Uh, you'll knock me out in the first round. I'm confident of that. But it will be really fun. Um, that would be that would be pretty cool to, to give a shot to. Man, I would be like, um, remember what you said in second grade? <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty fun. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, the game is Thrill of the Fight. Uh, also, Guided Tai Chi is is the name of the Tai Chi one that I use. Um, both available on the Oculus. Um, Seth and I have the Oculus 2, which we both uh, really like and would recommend. So let us know out there if you're into the VR and, and working out how your experience has been. Uh, but I, I think we have to take what, what's going to seem like a very sharp turn from working out and getting fit. Because we have uh, an update on a story from a couple of weeks ago, Jared. Uh, you, you got your hands on a, a, a product that we were all excited to hear about. Uh, and you've now tried it and are ready to report back. Yes, yes, highly, yes, high, uh, highly anticipated uh, 
BPs, we like to call them on the streets. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, I think it was on the live show, actually, I talked about um, I was at the store. I love going to the store. I like uh, seeing the new products that they have. I uh, basically am an 87-year-old man. Um, and I found Dunkaroo cereal. So I was very curious to try this out. Finally tried it. And um, if you are familiar with Dunkaroos, it was this 90s snack disappeared. They brought it back, I believe, a year, a year and a half ago. Um, essentially, it's just cookies and you dip it in frosting. But uh, these cookie or the, the, the breakfast cereal, um, portable. And I looked at it and, it, you know, it's basically like a little tiny uh, circular kind of cookie type thing it has all of the sprinkles in it basically it's little tiny sugar cookies um poured the milk in took a bite and it tastes just like dunkaroos or a mixture of dunkaroos and you know like those funfetti uh sugar cookies um the milk obviously enhances it because i tried a few without milk and i was like okay these taste like cookies threw the milk in kind of let it you know not get super soggy i'm not an insane person but let the milk soak in a little bit and whew, they are good but they are probably not healthy at all <laughs> as as most cereal is. yeah yeah basically i mean you know you re- you remember uh yeah actually seth yeah none of the cereal is good but uh cookie crisp That's why I had hot dogs yeah exactly you were ahead of the game <laughs> why kill myself with sugar when i can kill myself with sodium yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah dunkaroo cereal uh, I, I would give it a thumbs up. Would you buy it again? Um, I don't know if I'd buy it again. I mean, I am very loyal um, to CT Crunch. I have expressed that many times on this show. Uh, me and CT mm-hmm. Crunch go way back. It's pretty hard to top CT Crunch. Is is the Dunkaroo? Is it one of those cereals that's so sweet and sugary that you like couldn't eat a lot of it, or is it kind of the right balance between being sweet enough and and you can eat a whole bowl without feeling sick? I think one bowl is enough. If I were to have any more, I yeah. would have been, yeah, die. Uh, I would have had to have Wilford Brimley show up and be like, hey, he's got diabetes. <laughs> I'm Wilford Brimley. You got diabetes. You got diabetes. Hi, I'm Wilford Brimley. I got diabetes. Um, that was an early meme, but a good one. Mm-hmm. That was a fucking nice one. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I went down to, to Jared's and... Uh, Watch some Sundance movies, so we you know ordered our, our fair share of food from uh, from the old DoorDash, um, and so uh, we didn't have cereal, but we had we did crush a uh, a dozen Hertz donuts. Which for people who don't know who what, what Hertz is, it's basically twelve of the craziest ass donuts you've ever seen in a box. Mm-hmm. But we had we had some pretty awesome donuts. Um, there was a uh, cosmic brownie donut Oof, that was very good. good. Um, there did it was. Have the little, are those nerds on a cosmic brown? Whatever those little candies are. Did it's it like have those? it's like chocolate nerds. Yeah, they're like little. Okay. Yeah, but they had those. Jared, did you eat the nerd, the actual nerds one? No, that one was given to Jamie. I I, I okay. passed from that one. Yeah, um, no, that one I actually have great. a picture of all of these donuts I'm looking at right now. So if you need Ooh, help, read them off. Know. Go ahead, read them um, off. Okay. Well, oh, and Jared, that one you had that had like that was like brown with like the brown swirl on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. That's a Jesus donut. Wait, what's that mean? I don't know. That's just what they call it. Or Jesus, maybe. Something like that. I don't know. Well, I did. I mean, it did have a hole in the middle, so it was a holy donut. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I was looking for it. I knew it was there. You found it. I was 
um, no, just working down. I, some of these, you know, were kind of hit. Uh, I don't know. We just ate them. We didn't know what were in them. Uh, we had cosmic mm-hmm. brownie. I believe That's it was good. like a birthday cake one. I don't know. Seth had this one. It has oh, some fuck. funky frosting for sure. It looked like yeah, it had frosting like from a cake on it. Yeah, on, on the top of it, like that thick of like you know, like the edges of cake. Ooh, you know, like yeah. But that was yeah, the like whole that donut. whipped frosting almost. Yeah, with with yep. those kind of uh. Uh, I always called them pill-shaped sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and Wil- Wilford Brimley did show up and just, <laughs> he, he wrote diabetes yeah, and yeah, frosting yeah, yeah, yeah. on the top of it. Um, we had uh, a couple just regular cake sprinkle ones. We had a strawberry mm-hmm. one. We had a s'mores one that looked phenomenal. Ooh, did you eat that yeah, one? Yeah, I had that. Yep, I had that the next day. Um, a jelly-filled one, which was awesome. Uh, that was good. Yeah, the strawberry. What was that? Strawberry like, cheesecake. Uh, it was... It's like a crumble one or something. What was that one? I didn't eat that one. Crumble. It was one. right next to the strawberry. Um, I don't remember okay, by the look of okay. it. Okay. Um, and then what was that? It was like a Heath Crunch one or something. Oh, that was good. Was it, was yeah, it that Heath was Crunch? Yeah. Okay. And yep, then I apparently so. a Jesus one, which I thought was yeah. just cinnamon. There was there was an animal cracker. Oh one that yeah, had like yeah. A that's bunch of... that's okay. I'm looking at that one. I didn't know what it was. It was an animal cracker one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we had some crazy ass donuts. They were really good. Um, we had uh, we also the night before had a bunch of barbecue. That was pretty damn good. Wait, we had barbecue. Um, oh I had yeah, we curds. did. I forgot about that. Had some cheese curds. I know everyone loves to hear what I ate. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a show without <laughs> us talking about food. What did you eat? That's gonna be the new segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nom nom nom. <laughs> um, actually, and then okay, keep going. I got something I have to tell. I was gonna say then then we ate. Uh, a f- basically a family of fives worth of uh, chicken. Uh, we got a lot of chicken. Probably chicken. A lot of chicken. Yeah. Chicken, mashed taters. Uh, I'd never had uh, KFC gravy, or not gravy, uh, mac and cheese before, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, it was good. Every once in a while, it's, it's nice to have, like, an, you know, just a good old-fashioned KFC meal, and we had we had plenty of it. Yeah, it I, I felt like we were family, you know, laid everything out. Everyone that went through, got your breast, your 17 wing, biscuits. 17 biscuits, uh, a, a vat of gravy. Um, it was good. <laughs> it was good. Um, it was a good weekend. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of food, but for some reason, this just clicked in my mind. Uh, you talking about chicken, us talking about food. I was listening to a podcast, and Seth, I know that you uh, order from Gold Belly every now and then. You, mm-hmm. uh, you get pizzas from there, but they also have a oh. bunch of other food and whatnot. So, Are you going to tell me that they're shitty or something? What? You ruin it for no, 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 no. It, no. Sounds, it sounds to me like you're going to say, like, Gold Belly fucking no, no, the no, Holocaust no, 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 or something. No, I'm not going to ruin anything. But uh, this ties in with actually fried chicken. That uh, There is this fried chicken ice cream that you can get. And it might Ugh. sound disgusting. It's not fried chicken flavored. It just looks like fried chicken and is served in a bucket. So apparently what okay. it is is vanilla ice cream, I think. I don't know, maybe maple ice cream, something. I don't know. I think you can maybe pick flavors. The outside is like cornflakes, I believe. Oh, but yeah. once you get in the middle, the bones, there's bones in there, but it's pieces of chocolate. Shut the front What's door. this called? It's called, I, I think, fried chicken ice cream. It's all in gold belly. I heard about right, this earlier on. today, and I looked it up, and it legit looks like chi- like pieces of fried chicken. But it's ice cream. That's fucking hmm. awesome. Yeah. If there's time to order ice cream on door on uh, Gold Belly, it's now because if mm-hmm. it does just sit outside for mm-hmm. a while, it'll still be frozen. I think the thing that completely like I, made me the most curious was the chocolate bones. Yeah, I'm a big boner, so <laughs> if, I, if I can eat the. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, I almost spit my drink out. <laughs> if I can eat the bones in the chicken, yeah, I'm weird. Yeah, that sounds okay. Really, so that sounds delicious. Yeah, actually. lay it lay it out for us. Holy fuck, this is weird. Um, I can get it by February 11th. Um, that's that's All next right, week. Maybe. maybe I'll do that. Ninety nine dollars. Um, comes with nine pieces of not fried chicken ice cream. Um, <laughs> it looks like fucking fried chicken. <laughs> it comes in a bucket. Um, holy shit, that looks like fried chicken. Um, what are the ingredients? Cream, milk, white chocolate, um, soy, sugar, corn flakes, corn syrup, wheat, I mean, yeah, they're, they're the waffle, waffle cones. Oh, maybe the outside's made of, like, cornflakes and waffle cones, then. I gotta get off this Dude. website. Um, it's It sounds very stuff. experimental, and I want to try it. I, I'm i gonna do incredible. it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> now, now um, I know we got a little money in the uh, the old, uh, you know, anchor page there. Can I do it for the show? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tax write-off. Well, We'll talk about expensing it. We'll talk about this uh, off the show, but we're, we might have an opportunity to get together for some of this. Oh, so, yeah. So let's Fuck, let's talk about that yes. after the show. Maybe we can do a SoCo taste test uh, of the Ooh. not fried chicken ice cream because I'm looking at a picture of this too, and it I must have this. This is fucking incredible. <laughs> If this is the pin, this to me is the pinnacle of food science. I, we've gotten where we needed to get, uh, oh. and and this is uh, I cannot wait to try this. We got to figure if, out how to get our, our hands on some. Yeah. We should do that, and then order some. Uh, I'll cook. We'll order some Gold Belly pizzas too, and cook up some pizzas. Have have a have a gay old time. <laughs> <laughs> I love. It. I think the so thing bad. that I love the most is it's served in a, like a bucket. You know? Yeah. Yeah. See, when you were talking about it, I thought the bucket, I thought like the ice cream came in the bucket and then inside was like fake bones and stuff. <laughs> I didn't, th- oh, I didn't like think you meant the chicken looked like, like the ice cream was chicken. Oh yeah. The ice cream looked like chicken. Yeah. Straight yeah, up. Yeah. You man. pull out for the folks at home. You, we'll, uh, we'll link a uh, picture or we'll out. link to the gold belly page in the, in the description box. You can pull out like it's hunks of like, it looks like chicken. You could you could be forgiven for thinking it was chicken when you looked at it. Um, oh yeah, God, wow! I'm yeah, I'm looking at it now too. In the oh wow, I am so happy. I want to I want to try this. Yeah, we gotta we definitely gotta get our hands on some of this. Uh, we're gonna yeah, we'll keep you guys posted. But we're gonna we're gonna see if we can get a little SoCo taste test of this fried ice cream, and uh, we're gonna have a real gay time, and we're gonna lick each other's fingers. It's gonna be- <laughs> I don't know. So keep an ear out for that. Again, link in the description box if you want to check this out for yourself. You got to at least look at the photos. Um, so go check this out on the Gold Belly page. But uh, yes, fried chicken ice cream or not fried chicken ice cream is uh, that's that's in the queue. That's in the queue. Well, back to the food chat uh, as we are wont to do. We got fried chicken ice cream. We got Dunkaroo cereal. And uh, after you eat all that, you're gonna need to work out. So check out the VR workout games after that um anyway that's what we've been doing this last week so we're gonna get out of this section that was the answer to the question what did you all right so shifting gears here from what did you do over to now what do you think what do you think Brain blast. Uh, we're gonna get to do a couple of what did you what do you think items here. Uh, first up, Seth, we got a video. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about this. You want to know what Jared and I think of it? Uh, why don't you go ahead and set this up? It's just a funny video. I wanted I wanted to see. I mean, 
basically though, I mean, I thought of it because Cody, you're, you know, you're you're a math guy, right? Um, you're you're uh, you know, you're all about the numbers. You went to school for math. You, you know, you, you work in a in a math based industry. Um, so I want to see if you can follow this math. Um, and then I'll tell you what the what the well, no, I'll give you it beforehand. So there there was this tweet about how so Johnson and Johnson had their vaccine come out right. Um, their final numbers, and it's 66% effective. So it's a tweet of this this professional wrestler named Scott Steiner, um, who's doing some math in this video we'll, we'll, we'll listen to, but also in this tweet. So we'll start off with the tweet. He says, so you take Pfizer's 66% effectiveness plus Moderna's 80.2% effectiveness, percent effectiveness, and add that to AstraZeneca's 90%, and that gives me a 236.2% chance of beating coronavirus this Sunday at Sacrifice. So it's this guy who is, like, doing a wrestling promo. Um, go ahead and, and play the original. So this is a parody off of an actual promo he did. So go ahead and, go ahead and play the video, and we'll, we'll hear that promo. Okay, good. I'm going to share this so you guys And then I want to hear your math. I want to hear your math thoughts after as well if you agree okay i'll give my jared and i jared's a math guy too we'll both give our expert opinions uh on the math here from from scott steiner here that's right jared is too i i am math now the only thing you're adding up is your tiktok subscribers what's up Zing. <laughs> almost at 75 people get in oh, now shit, get in now <laughs> get it on the ground floor people <laughs> while, while getting the, the ground game. floor was about a month ago <laughs> oh, what's man. going on right, here here's, uh, here's our Scott Steiner math uh, here we go you get there you have an important step tonight as you and X Division champion Petey Williams take on the unlikely duo of Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe you know they say all men are created equal but you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe and you can see that statement is not true see normally if you go one on one with another wrestler you got a 50-50 chance of winning but I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, Minus my 25% chance, and you've got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one on one, and then add 66 and two thirds percent, I got 141 and two thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Nick Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. See, but I'm gonna break it down for all you ladies. Would you rather be with me, or I think would you probably rather for be the with Joe? Well, I think Joe's kind of nice. I mean, you know. Well, fuck Joe, <laughs> but okay. So what? I mean, that's I, how math works. <laughs> it sounds. It, it sounds to so, me. I'm pretty sure there's a third grader who's learning fractions for the first time that can tell you that 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 ain't right. But um, <laughs> I, I, I like his confidence. <laughs> he did stumble a little bit. Yeah, he he uh, flubbed his words a couple times. And also, I'd be interested to see... I, I don't see any footnotes on this video, Seth. I'd be interested to see how he decided that he has a 67% chance of winning just because Kurt Angle thinks he'll lose. I'm not really sure how that <laughs> translates. Um, so he has... 
a two-thirds chance of beating the one guy and a 75% chance of beating the other guy. So for him to beat both of them, he just adds them. That is fucking... I'm glad you read the tweet beforehand, though, because that's actually a really good parody tweet. Mm -hmm, Uh, That follows follows the logic of this video really, really well. Uh, Uh The math is shit, but it is very entertaining video. Uh, Scott Steiner drops... Some interesting promos, to say the least. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it's a it's a huge skill of his, but it, there are memorable uh, memorable Scott Steiner promos absolutely out there. Yeah, big Papa Pump. Big Papa Pump. Well, this podcast has a two percent chance of be of making us famous, but a one hundred percent chance of being ridiculous. So we now have a one hundred and two percent chance of being famous for our ridiculousness, uh, <laughs> or Steiner ridiculously Pump. famous. Mm-hmm. That too. Yes. 102% chance of being ridiculously famous. Someone put that on a t-shirt. Um, let's get that one out there. So <laughs> Scott Steiner math uh, coming at us. What do I think of this? Uh, again, I, I like his compliment. Uh, I like his uh, confidence. I, I'm glad he found wrestling. Uh, I don't think he had a career in math in front of him. Um, let's see. Speaking of, actually, the math the math dovetails nicely into uh, what we're going to talk about here. So we we talked about this last week. We we did not know. So last Wednesday, when we when we recorded our podcast, we did a segment on the GameStop situation as it was developing last week. We did not know at that time that it was going to be the only thing anybody covered <laughs> last week. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I guess we contributed to basically what you heard from every other outlet that you listened to uh, last week, but I feel like we were in there early, so I'm not apologizing. But uh, we did want to kind of do some follow-up and some touch base on GameStop and just stonks in general, um, because we've seen now um, uh, uh, AMC and Nokia, I think BlackBerry was was potentially going to get this treatment at one point. Um, and then, of course, Do- Dogecoin has been uh, popping up lately. To the moon. So, J- JB, I want I want to get I want to get your your thoughts on uh, kind of an update on what's going on this last week and where you're at. Are you ready to retire yet off of your GameStop? To the moon. No, I would like to actually come out and print a retraction. Uh, any and all legal and uh, financial advice that we gave last week is. Uh, is just uh, 100% valid. Yes, 100% valid <laughs> if you look at it from a 25% probability. <laughs> Start confusing people with math, okay? Um, no, like it was blowing like, up. Take my week. 33rd um, and 3rd percent chance, you're going to make money off of this yeah. stock. Yeah, and that Doge, that Doge coin, baby. Um, so, yeah, obviously we covered it, everyone covered it, the world covered it. Um, and there was a situation with. Uh, trading apps such as Robinhood that were restricting trading and whatnot. Um, you know, this this huge boom in GameStop uh, did not happen. Some people are still saying it could happen. We will see. So I guess um, if you are bummed that you are down on GameStop, uh, maybe wait or cash out. Uh, it's up to you, question mark. Um, it's just a really fascinating thing that essentially the normal everyday man found out, man or woman, uh, all inclusive, um, found out that, um, there was a, a, a trick essentially, like you could game the system. But once that was found, they went and said, no, 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 you can't do that. But the rich people can, um, 
because basically what had happened was once this was figured out, uh, GameStop was GameStop, AMC, Nokia, BlackBerry, and a few others were restricted on buying. Like you couldn't buy them, but you could sell them. However, financial like head fund, hedge funds and actual corporations and stuff could still buy them. Um, so it was it's this whole thing where, I mean, within a week. Uh, there was excitement in the stock market. There was failure in the stock market. There was clash, class action lawsuits against several of these uh, trading companies. So um, if you were trading on Robinhood, and I know that I had been uh, kind of like uh, sponsoring it or you know recommending it and whatnot, um, I would say that I am no longer uh, probably uh, recommending them because they have done some really shady stuff. But there are class action lawsuits coming upon them and several others. So you, you could potentially get you know five dollars maybe i don't i don't know how much this lawsuit is going to be but um it's a very interesting way to uh start off uh 2021 for sure it's pure insanity i'm looking at the 30-day history of gamestop on on monday the fourth the first day of the year it was 17 dollars and 25 cents on wednesday the 27th last week it was 347 dollars 51 cents so that's like a 200 that's like a twenty times uh, increase. So that's and was and that 20, actually percent on on Thursday, the day after we uh, re- we recorded and the podcast came out, it actually peaked at I think four hundred and sixty eight dollars. Holy shit! So yeah, if you if you would have uh, if you would have you know obviously <clears throat> bought in, who no one would have known, but if you would have bought at seventeen dollars and sold at four sixty eight. You probably don't even exist anymore. You are off on an island right now. You're doing <laughs> you disappear. Your, you, you have gone. You are you are no longer a person. You are <laughs> elevated to a higher power. I think what's wild about this too is it. You know, it's created some some windfalls for people. It's also fucked a few people over. Um, I saw at least one guy lost like thirteen million dollars just an individual. Um, so because it goes from you know it closes at three forty seven fifty on Wednesday and then they stop allowing you to buy it so it goes down to 193 the next day Mm -hmm. and then back up to 325 on friday but then monday um back down to earth and tuesday really back down to earth 90 dollars as we're recording it sits at 92 dollars 41 cents so it's this insane little spike uh that took place last week a lot of winners a lot of losers um what's interesting here is it it looks like there's at least one hedge fund that made a psycho amount of money 700 million dollars um that the journal is reporting and the whole point of this or or part of it was a head was to fuck the hedge funds and instead what people did was created a situation where the hedge funds could guarantee that their short selling stuff would work right like Mm -hmm. if they did short sells when it was 400 dollars, of course that was going to make them money later on so the motivations uh it, it's one of those stories that's still developing so it'll be it'll be more interesting to look at once once it's fully behind us but um a lot of conversation still going on around gamestop i think the the, the final word on the gamestop thing be careful uh there is absolutely a chance for you get for people to make money off stuff like this but there is an equal if not greater chance of losing a whole bunch of fucking money so be careful know what you're doing before you do it mm-hmm. and um you just make sure that you have a plan because uh, we'd hate to, we'd hate to, you know, hear about folks losing their ass on this crazy ass GameStop thing when there's a lot, oh, no, a lot of other no, more reliable ways to make it. money I out there. I sell it. I had to sell my tush. Um, one other <laughs> just ridiculous thing is that there's already two or three movies in the works 
uh, or scripts about this this fiasco that so happened annoying. in the last week. Um, so uh, I guess uh, this will not be the end of GameStop. It's like same fucking thing with the coronavirus stuff. It's like motherfuckers, just like calm down. Wait to see if anyone cares. <laughs> You're about to spend a bunch of money on a fucking movie that no one's gonna give a fuck about in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, this feels like one of those stories that's going to be like Tiger King, where it's all we can talk about now, and in like eight weeks, no one's going to Yeah, remember. we'll be like, wait, right. that happened this year? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking 13 yeah, people the made... Remember GameStop thing? <laughs> yeah, 13 people made fucking millions of dollars. Guess what? That happens all the time with the lottery. No one gives a shit about them either, so calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two films, according to The Verge, two films and a show and are Who are they going to have star... Like, who's the fucking star of this? Like, some... Some some twenty-two-year-old guy who works at fucking uh, the the gas station down the road, and just decided to fucking log on to Robinhood and buy GameStop one day, and then he, then they fucking rallied to get. He got a bunch of people to say like, "Hey, guess what? We're buying some too. Let's let's do it." Yeah, I'm really curious on how you even pan that out because it happened in a matter of days. Right. Would you rather watch a movie about you know? someone some random guy making a shitload of money off this GameStop thing would you rather watch that movie or would you rather watch a movie about a guy we talked about a few weeks ago who has like millions of dollars in bitcoin that he can't get to because of his password that. which of if you had to see one of those which would you watch that that actually has stakes to yeah, it the yeah. the bit the, the fucking bitcoin guy um the the other thing i don't i don't know how are they just going to do like a a searching type thing and just like record the computer screen of people talking on reddit like that i mean sure it's an in, like the whole thing about it is cool like is interesting and cool that they you know put that all together but as as the as a as a whole like the parts of that story are not entertaining in themselves i don't think unless it's like it might be about the the one person who like made a bunch of money um I mean, and it'll, it'll, I, I know there are more people who made a bunch of money, but that millionaire guy, like who, you know, mm-hmm. the, there's, there's like one guy that, that you've seen. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe it's about him, but even then it's just like, oh, fucking, I went on Robin Hood and bought, you know, a hundred, hundred of the, the GameStop stock and now I'm fucking yeah. rich as shit. Like that's let not an interesting you, story. Let me ask you if this changes your mind. Uh, so Netflix is one of the companies developing this shit. And um, they're using the screenwriter Mark Bull. Um, it, uh, this isn't finalized. He's in negotiations to write it. Mark Bull wrote The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty and potentially might be writing the GameStop movie. Does that, if they attached a bunch of great talent and shit to it, would that at least get you to, to click on it on Netflix, Seth? I mean, I'll probably watch it because it's a fucking, you know, it's, it's content, but... Um... I still think it's stupid. Like, I mean, you could put fucking Meryl Streep and uh, Timothy Sh- Ch- uh, Chalamet and uh, Shamalay. I don't know how it's pronounced. Shamalama Ding Dong. Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> um, you know, I I think that it's just it, it's just a dumb story. I mean, it doesn't matter who you have involved. I mean, you could have David Fincher involved. It doesn't matter. Adam, McKay. it's a dumb story. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. A, Adam it's McKay a, would be interesting. Yeah, see, that's that's the only sell I think. But then again, it's like we've already kind of seen something similar to that, obviously with the Big Short and whatnot. Um, but that kind of branded humor, I think, would work. Also, it, I think it's just really tough to probably sell a script with your main character being like Ass Tuba sixty nine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Ass 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Astuba is pretty good. I like Astuba. Astuba. <laughs> Ooh, Astuba. Yeah, this it, it'll be interesting to see how this full, it unfolds. If if these movies do end up actually getting made, uh, how they come together will be will be fascinating to watch. Well, they'll get made. I mean, they'll they'll get they'll get made as fast as they're trying to make the fucking Nick Cage uh, Tiger King movie. You know. Yeah, God, I forgot that shit was happening. Yeah, Netflix doesn't give a fuck. They're like, ooh, story, movie, let's go. Mm-hmm. It'll be out in yeah. three months. Well, they understand how, it fuck, how like, people watch things and then forget about them immediately. Like, that's that's yeah. their whole business model. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see in Netflix. Uh, they got some stuff coming out these next years that's kind of capitalizing on these instant stories. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they end up painting out when the movies do drop. So we'll be keeping an eye out for those. Absolutely. So be careful with the game stonk. Uh, good luck out there making your money, and uh, you know, make sure that your math is right, not like Scott Steiner. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're thinking about this week. What do you think? 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 Last. Alrighty, folks. Uh, let's roll it on here. We saw. I, I'll use the the we. This group of us. Uh, we saw an average of about 12 movies over the last week. So we're going we're gonna to talk about, I promise, just a few of them. Uh, let's get into What Did You Watch? What? 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 What did you watch? So, JB, we're going go to go to the Sundance uh, recap in just a second here. Um, but before we do, let's talk about a movie that um, was not part of the festival but came out last weekend, The Little Things. Uh, this is Denzel Washington and Rami Malek. And Jared Leto uh, starring. It's a kind of a, a police detective drama thriller, I guess is how I would say it. Um, Denzel is a kind of a small town cop who used to work for the LAPD, and he kind of returns to LA where Rami Malik is a, a newer officer and detective, and they are on the lookout for a killer. And this has gotten mixed reviews. Uh, it's I haven't looked at the tomatoes, but I think it's between 50 and 60, uh, last I checked. And so some people are digging it. Some people aren't. Um, I would say, you know, general thoughts, uh, you know, you get the team up between Denzel and Rami Malek, which I think is interesting. Um, the, the twists and turns throughout the plot of this, uh, kept me interested enough. I ended up having a pretty enjoyable time with this movie. It's not one that I'm going to shake anybody by the shoulders and say, go watch this. <laughs> but I wasn't I wasn't upset at the time I spent on the movie. I think Denzel, this is one of his lower energy performances. Um, he's playing a guy who is a little bit older, a little bit beat down. So I, I don't, I just, I think it's the script, but Denzel is not really at his most dynamic here. And I would say the same thing about Rami Malek, actually. Um, both their characters are a little bit more subdued. So you don't get a lot of the really... I don't know, the really sexy, over-the-top, uh, impressive-looking acting. This is a lot more subtle. Uh, honestly, I was watching this, and I thought The Little Things was a really apt title because it, there's a lot of just simple things in this. They don't go for a lot of over-the-top stuff. There are plot twists along the way that are really intriguing and, and fun to kind of follow, but this movie is very much about the small details. Um, you know, the the little parts of the case that end up becoming big parts, the little comments that get made that end up becoming important, the 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 smaller, more unnoticeable parts of the performance really end up driving this. I don't know if it's a great choice to take such great actors and sort of dampen them in this way, but uh, they were effective. Um, so ultimately for me, this was one that 
Uh, I'm not pissed I saw, but I'm not going to give a huge recommend to. I thought I thought it was just a nice thriller. It kind of threw me back to maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, some of those uh, detective thrillers that came out around that time, uh, it, it made me feel kind of like that. Um, and so I, I guess that's kind of my thoughts. It, it, it didn't do a lot to impress me, um, but it was, it was fine. Uh, and I had, a, I had a pretty enjoyable time with it, but I'm not going to scream from the rooftops that people should get out and see this one. Um, so ultimately I think, I think where it's landing on Rotten Tomatoes feels fair. Um, but Jared, I'm wondering, uh, if you're in agreement with that or if maybe you liked it more or less than, uh, than the middle ground that a lot of people are landing in. No, no, basically everything you were saying, I, I agree with where I just thought it was middle of the road. It was very much fine. I mean, there's bits and pieces that really stood out to me, but the rest of it was very kind of forgettable. Um, surprisingly, like, yeah, the, the performances I thought were fine, but it's kind of the chemistry and the dynamic or relationships that they had with one another. Um, I don't know why I really liked Jared Leto. He was just a very kind of like a frumpy, weird, creepy dude, which I mean, is, <laughs> mm-hmm. is Jared Leto. So, I mean, I don't even know if he was acting. Um, it has an interesting thing to think about towards the end, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's a fine movie. I mean, the, the whole movie schedule is so wonky now where usually January movies are, you know, your throwaway movies. Um, this isn't necessarily a throwaway. It's just one that you're probably not going to remember by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely would agree. And on the ending, I, I really enjoyed the ending. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. And I, I, I think, I don't know whether most people will like it or not. Um, but I thought, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a positive, um, the way that it ended. So uh, the little things, this is out there now on HBO Max. Um, it's after Wonder Woman. I think it's the first movie to drop uh, in the theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. So this is out there. If you've got HBO if you're listening to this, you probably have my fucking HBO password. So <laughs> go, um, go listen or go watch uh, the little things. Uh, check that out. Denzel, Rami Malek, Jared Leto, Seth. You made the decision to skip this one over the last week. I think that's mm-hmm. completely reasonable. I, I think certainly Sweet. in your case, knowing your taste, I, I don't think you need to rush out and see this one. I will not. <laughs> I will not. Um, I, I'm hoping that we're about to hear about some stuff that we should uh, rush out and see because Jared was able to secure press access to the Sundance Film Festival this past uh, week or so. And so you had access, Jared, to a shitload of movies. It was the at-home version of the film festival. Um, I kind of want to throw to you for just a summary of Sundance, uh, how you liked the format, how cool it was to be given that kind of press access. And then also maybe if there's a few movies that uh, people should keep an eye out for uh, out of the Sundance that'll be coming out later. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw a bunch of movies. They're all under embargo. Can't talk about them. Move on. That's it. That's the end of the segment, people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so yeah, obviously Sundance, a huge uh, privilege um, and honor. You know, obviously been working years for this and it finally, something panned out where... Um, I got to see all these movies, but on the comfort of my couch. And this was my first actual film festival, so I don't know how the 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 energy and how an actual in-person event pans out and plays out. And, you know, seeing some of these movies in the theater with an opening crowd would have been really interesting. But I also liked how, you know, Seth kind of touched on it, where we could kind of just watch any movie at any time we wanted and then order food or go make a drink or take a bathroom break. Um, that That's one of the things that I thought was really convenient of, you know, the schedule was each of these movies had a premiere. 
And we could pick, I think it was like five different premieres for the day, and those were specifically at those times. But then if we missed a certain movie, we could watch it on demand for the next like two or three days. So that's kind of how it panned out. Like, you know, it started on Thursday at I think eight o'clock and ended actually uh, Wednesday the the third. So throughout that time, it was basically, you know, here are the premieres, there's the the premiere features, there's documentaries, there's short films, there's, um, ex- uh, I think, uh, animated stuff as well. There, there was a whole bunch of stuff. And, excuse me, throughout that time, I was able to catch, um, and my brain is fried, to be honest, 29 <laughs> movies. I thought I'd make it to 30, but I just, I I could not do anymore. Um, but yeah, 29 movies, which, that's the thing, is, I guess in an in-person event, with these scheduled out, going to theaters, uh, waiting in line, I, I probably would have only probably seen like eight movies, to be honest, maybe ten tops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that this event of being at home was the best bet, to be honest. Um, also, the technology that they had for the setup, like the site worked so well, you could turn on uh, subtitles if and when you needed them. There was also like that descriptive, um, you know, if you were hearing impaired or visually impaired or whatever, I think that they had, it was very accessible. And they also had like, you know, you click into the movie, they kind of have a little interview up top of the filmmakers or actors or actresses kind of talking about the movie. Um, I'm going to be honest, I skipped all of those. I was like, I got to get to (laughs) these movies. Um, So I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty well put together. I think the only instance of maybe a hiccup was the internet buffering for 10 seconds but other than that 29 movies no flaws at all completely worked perfectly i watched through my laptop through an hdmi to my tv um it worked out awesome again we seth you came down on friday i was like okay these are the ones we have scheduled what do we want to watch um we watched the ones that were scheduled we woke up in the morning early we obviously ordered a shit ton of donuts but then just kept watching (laughs) movie after movie i mean we drank a lot of coffee um it was mm-hmm. I think it was a nice first film festival for myself, but also very um I don't know, I just enjoyed it because it was like I got to share this with, you know, a friend. Uh, you know, my brother came down every now and then. We got a, a bunch of food. Um there was uh mm-hmm. some really ridiculous movies that we, you know, had fun with. There were some that were very emotional. <laughs> um it was it was interesting. I mean, Seth, I'm kind of curious. What did you kind of get from this? Because I I experienced you know the full you know what five and a half days of this. You were here for two. Yeah, I would have loved to been able to watch the whole festival. And thinking about it now, like if that, I mean, next year obviously mm-hmm. stuff will be fucking you know probably in person. But um, maybe for like um, South by Southwest, I know that that's coming up soon uh, as well. Maybe I'll take some extended time off for that. Um, and watch, uh, you know, instead of, I think I was at least present for 10 movies. Um, I may not have been awake for uh, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to, to see, you know, instead of 10, see, you know, 30, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, I think that would have been really cool to, to do the whole, you know, the whole time. Um, obviously though, like, like you said, it's, it's exhausting to watch that many movies, especially like it was from the, um, you know, it's Saturday for sure, but even a little bit of Sunday, it was like immediately wake up and throw on uh, one of the, the on-demand yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, so. that's the thing is um, you start a movie, right when it ends, we started another one. Like it was maybe, mm-hmm. hey, go take a quick bathroom break, go get your coffee, maybe get a snack, but it was just boom, 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 boom. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was it, movie overload for sure. But it was also like not not get your money's worth, but like hey, these are all available. You know, see how many you can watch. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, Seth, you got a decent portion of them. I got you know what twenty nine here. And the thing is, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Seth was saying how uh, he he fell asleep during a few, and they kind of. Uh, catered it where you know the later movies like the 11 o'clock at night premieres were more of like kind of your horror maybe more racy maybe a little bit more obscure Um, Mm -hmm. so some of those were very interesting but some of them were definitely like whoa this is out there Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know I guess imagine um, watching yeah go ahead so you 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 watch certainly you Jared you probably watch more movies in the last week than I did all of 2020, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I when mean, When you're close. just banging them off, yeah, it's gotta be. I, I would have to go count, but I'm, it's close. When you're just banging them off like that, do you remember anything about that? I like, I, I know, like I was following you on uh, Facebook, you would post kind of blurbs mm-hmm. uh, about each movie as you saw it. Are you now like reliant on them when you go back to think about some of these movies? Are there some that you just don't remember? And is that a problem for you? Is it just like, I enjoyed it in the hour. I don't need to remember it all that well. Or like, what do you, when you leave a week, when you've watched 29 movies, do you like, are you going to be able to think about any of them ever again? Or was it just in one ear out the other for, since you were just rattling them off like that? Yeah, no, that that's a wonderful question for sure. Because at first I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's going to go in and out. And I was taking notes during all of the movies. Um, I actually, over on my letterbox account that is kind of dormant, that's one of my things to keep that up to date. Um, I did a ranking of, you know, all of the 29 movies, which ones I really liked and put them in an order. So, I mean, just looking at the images or the the poster art essentially i'm like oh yeah i know what that movie was about i remember certain parts of it i remember how i felt um i think it's a thing that i was even talking to my sister before recording this that over the three and a half four years now i've taught myself to be able to retain all of that stupid information where it should be like hey remember to pay your taxes but instead i'm like hey remember that movie about that dude and that thing that he quoted when he had that thing happen to him like it's so (laughs) weird that i can yeah i mean super movie overload um but well it's funny it it actually makes kind of sense though because like you think about with with i mean anyone when you have a job you learn these weirdly specific tasks Mm -hmm. or how to run a certain program or, you know, certain terminology that you need to learn for the job. Same thing for you watching movies, like watching movies is essentially your job. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you, instead of remembering how to enter in, you know, a certain code into a computer, now you're remembering that fucking Joaquin Phoenix said this certain line in the Joker, you know, like whatever that might be, you know, um, so yeah, I mean it makes sense, but also it's like, yeah, well, how'd you retain all of that? Um, I mean, I made quick uh, initial reactions on Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, for sure. But uh, rolling out for probably the next month and a half is going to be uh, my actual like video reviews, more thought out stuff, me diving into the notes and fleshing out all of that stuff. Um, but out of the twenty nine, I kind of wanted to point point out maybe mm, five movies that really were 
uh, unique to me, had something to speak. Some of the best movies that are probably coming out this year. And uh, Seth, I know that you only watched, uh, what, a couple days of stuff. I'm curious which mm-hmm. ones you have that um, are definitely going to stand out. But for myself, I'll just list them off and maybe say a little little something something. We have one called Mass, which is like, honestly, mm-hmm. it's, it's just an acting masterclass. Four people around a table and I don't even want to say much about it because that was the thing. This one was, I'm glad, Seth, you were able to watch with me because mm-hmm. it, it's like an hour before we even really know what's happening. And we both turn to each other and we're like, oh, we are in for this movie. Um, I'm, yeah, my skin, my, my, my hair is standing up just talking about it right now. It's uh, Jason Isaacs um, and for known, like pretty known people, Jason Isaacs, uh, who is Lucius Malfoy and Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Um, and then Anne Dowd, who is uh, kind of like the the oh, main. If, if you've seen it, yeah, seen any like um, any promo from Handmaid's Tale, she's kind of like the the person you'd see is probably the bad, the you know the the villain, one of the villains. Um, she's like the main um, like head leader of the the handmaids, and she's really mean and stuff. Um, but uh, and it takes place all in. A church room um mass Mm -hmm. there you go um but it takes place in one like room of a church and that's it it's just four people in this room just talking talking and and oh my god like the acting the script the the way they deliver dialogue the pauses in between it is honestly this was one of the this is clearly in my top three of the year so far. I mean, we're pretty early so far, but this is a must-see for for all those people out there. It's nice. it was interesting too because it, it is just four people talking, and it's it's like you're in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with them. you're, you're it's the just third like, party in the room with them, and and you just do, you you you. It's basically like you sat down in the room, and then these four people sat down and started having this discussion, and you have no idea what they're discussing, but as they talk more you're like oh, okay that that's what they're discussing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like uh, um it, it you you are picture everything they're talking about you're picturing like like they're telling you a story yep but then you're also seeing these people have a really emotional discussion um it's it, it's it's insane yeah it's it's one that's grown on me um i, I had one ahead of it that we saw and it's 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 flip-flop yep. sense um wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, like, again, I, I think uh, maybe it was like 25 minutes in. I was like, Seth, do you think it's going to be all this? And he's like, I, I think so. And then, yeah, at that about hour mark, we were like, yep, we're both sold on this movie. So Yeah, it was like, I think we we had to pause for some reason. Um, and it was like 47 minutes in. And that's that's when they kind of, that's when they tell you at least, like, why they're mm-hmm. there. Yep. Yep. So mass. I'm so and There's still more to go from there. Yeah. So yeah. and that's the oh, thing. So I don't intrigued. want. I don't want to say anything. Know. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> if you are listening to this and and it's intriguing you, that's it. Do not seek out any more information. Just watch the movie because that was the best thing about a lot of these movies was we had a 
two paragraph or maybe a one paragraph synopsis maybe and then we just went off and we're like okay let's see where this takes us um i don't want to take up too much time but then the next uh, couple are coda which is uh that won quite a few awards i believe apple tv plus bought the rights to it actually um for like 25 million which was the most i think sundance auction um for a film so far uh basically coda stands for child of um deaf adults and this movie was the very first movie of the festival, and I have never cried in the last two years that I can remember this hard during a movie. I physically could not breathe. It was it was tears of joy. I will say that. Um, it is a very, oh my gosh, heartwarming story. This is one that I definitely will recommend to you guys to check out. Um, basically deaf family she's been part of it she can speak though obviously because um her brother uh parents deaf but she's the interpreter has spoke her whole life but she has a dream of singing so you can see how that builds up an Mm. interesting dynamic for sure um judas and the black messiah i'm not going to talk about that that's a must see for sure but it's coming out on hbo i believe next week an interesting documentary called Misha and the Wolves. I knew nothing about this, and this is a goddamn twist and turn, bonkers roller coaster ride of a documentary. So if you are a documentary fan, definitely check this one out because it is. Oh my gosh, it is. It is deception. It is lies. It is who is telling the truth, and um, that one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. Um, the Blazing World, which was like a. 90s fairy tale horror mixture of neon lights, synth music. The girl, I actually, or woman rather, she uh, was the lead in it. I guess she also was in Scream Queens or Scream. No, 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 the Scream series on MTV. She. Oh no shit. Yeah, she directed it. She wrote it, and she was the lead in it. And it is awesome. Like that is one that I definitely want to go back and check out. But also I found out that the the reason the music was so good, and uh, maybe I got to do some more double checking, but she is married to the drummer, I think, from uh, Pumped Up Kicks. What what band is that? Uh, um, oh, God. Shit. Foster the People. There we go. Foster the People. Yep, Foster the it. People. So, I mean, great music and visuals in that one for sure. And it's, again, it felt like never-ending story brought up into modern day but with a mix of like 90s feel um so that one's a cool one but then this last one i think seth is one you were talking about on the count of three yeah you Mm -hmm. can talk about that one don't give too much but just kind of give your initial thoughts i'm gonna say everything about it (laughs) spoilers um it's uh it's stars and was written and directed by gerard carmichael uh, oh, stand shit. up. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yep. that's it. <laughs> um, essentially, it's it's. I mean, I think. I I mean, j- essentially, it's these two guys who want to die, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's their last day. They're they, essentially it's they're they're gonna they're they they want to end each other's lives at the end of the day, and so they're doing all these things that they want to do, um, you know, on their last day, and it's. It's kind. Of, it's like a dark comedy, essentially. Um, it's really funny, obviously, because Gerard Carmichael is a stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got some, you know, pretty dark moments in it. Um, it's got some touching moments in it between these two best friends. Um, but uh, it it it's it made me laugh more than I thought I would, based off the 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 the, the overall subject. Um, but it also was like really well acted too. Um, 
pretty short movie, about eighty minutes. Um, but it's de- that's one that to to definitely check to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know anything about the rights for that, but uh, I mean, as the weeks come on or uh, go on, I'll I'll keep you guys updated on certain ones that I saw at Sundance that are coming out this week and whatnot. I think the earliest one that is coming out um, is actually this weekend, and it's, it's a documentary called uh, A Glitch in the Matrix. I can talk about okay, it. I've heard of this one. I got to see this one this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is on my list. Yep, for sure. yep. This this is one that I would definitely, I mean, uh, you, you've kind of talked about, you know, the simulation theory, and they do a great job of uh, really showcasing that um, in this one. And if you watch it this weekend, we can obviously talk about it more next week because, um, yeah, that that's a crazy one for sure. But uh, Sundance, it was cool. Tons of movies, um, some wacky ones. Um, uh, there was one called Pleasure that right. was essentially a, a girl uh, went to Hollywood and wanted to become an amateur porn and then a porn star. So you can uh, only imagine the <laughs> shit I saw in that movie. Oh no, I have a feeling that's that's. <laughs> I'm I have a feeling that your word choice there was on purpose. Yes. <laughs> um, I had a couple more that I that that I liked uh, as well. Um, there's one called Marvelous in the Black Hole that was pretty good. Um, it's uh, this this girl in high school who. She her she loses her mother and she's kind of like an angsty, you know, almost emo type girl. Um, just doesn't doesn't want to get along with anyone and is is very closed off. Um, and her father makes her go to a like summer class. Um, and she has to, it's like a business class for college credit. Um, and she has to pick a business to follow around for the summer and and essentially do like a, a final report on and it ends up being a, a magician and so she spends the summer essentially doing magic with this old lady magician and kind of like you know like a, a really nice story about finding joy and and you know happiness in life again um and uh, it's it's pretty funny as well it's, i mean it's i think it's a at least a pg-13 if not rated mm-hmm. r movie so it's kind of got some dirtiest jokes in it and language and stuff like that but it's also just a really nice uplifting it's got some cool style to it um, kind of got like a, almost like she's drawing on the screen at times, like from her notebook that she's writing in type thing. Um, so it's kind of got that, you know, like a little bit of a stylish look to it. Um, but I really like that one a lot. And then there's another one called Strawberry Mansion mm-hmm. that was pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, that was, it, it essentially it takes place not too far from now. I think it's like 2035 or something like that, that it said, or 53, something like that. So not too far in the future, but essentially dreams are taxed so when you have a dream it there's transmitters that pick up your dream and then inside the dream there's like items are taxed so like oh there's this pencil that's there's a tax to that um there's also there also shoot there's also like advertisements in dreams things like that so it's like this weird weird world um that that dreams have taxes to them and there's this auditor who goes to this lady's house that's a strawberry colored looking mansion um and he goes through all her old videotapes because essentially that they have ways electronically with these chips to track the dreams but her dreams she hasn't like caught up with the times and she uses videotapes so he's going through all these videotapes going through her dreams and it gets pretty wild and wacky (laughs) obviously with the fucking subject matter is Mm -hmm. weird um but it gets pretty wild and wacky it it has like an 80s look to it too it's got like this it looks like a videotape, honestly, um, from the eighties. It very it grainy, like really grainy. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, 
but it, 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 the whole thing, and I think part of that is to make it all feel kind of like a dream in a way. Um, it has like that, just that filter of like a dream over it. Um, some weird stuff going on though, uh, inside the dreams and some interesting like thoughts about what, what could actually happen if the government was able to do that. It's, it's interesting though. I, I had a good time with that one. I'm glad that's not the world we live in because the tax on having Halle Berry show up in my dreams would probably not be something I <laughs> <laughs> Lots of great shit coming out of Sundance. We'll be keeping an eye out for when these are going to drop and be available to you all. Um, but Glitch in the Matrix uh, coming this weekend. We've got Judah and the Black Mas- Judas and the Black Messiah coming out in a couple weeks. So we'll be kind of uh, following up on some of these and checking back in with full reviews. But uh, that's a pretty good... Uh, Pretty good uh, summary of, of what went on at Sundance. And JB, I got to commend you, man. That's a lot of fucking movies to watch. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed that you made it through and are able to still speak uh, and think straight after all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine having to take in all that. But um, out there doing the Lord's work, watching all those movies so, uh, so you can whittle it down to the ones that we all need to see. So keep an ear out whittle, whittle. Uh, here on the SoCo Show. And... Uh, wherever it is you follow J-Buck, whether that be on YouTube or TikTok, uh, keep an eye out for, for more out of uh, Sundance. For now, though, that's going to wrap it up for What Did We Watch? What? 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 All right, folks. Well, we are just about to the end of our show here. But before we do go, we got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I was going back and forth between a couple of things and none of them are really solid, but here's what I will say. I read a post the other day about um, the fact that since we're, we've passed the equinox um, and so our days are now getting longer and more sunlight is happening in them. And if you're like me, I'm seasonal effective. So um, when the sun isn't out for three months, it fucking makes me depressed. So for if you're out there like me and you have that seasonal effective, that cabin fever that you get in the winter, Better days are coming. Uh, I heard, I don't know, I, haven't, I didn't fact check this post, but apparently a week from now, we'll have uh, about, about 30 minutes of extra sunlight from what we have right now. And in about a month, it will be an hour to two hours more. So the days are getting longer. We're getting closer to springtime. Hang in there, folks. Um, we're, we've almost survived another winter. That, that, <laughs> I'll make that my one more thing. Um, my one more thing, um, I'm just going to quickly touch on, uh, you know, obviously TikTok. I've been, you know, grinding it over there, you know, putting out a bunch of videos and stuff. Um, a cool little, uh, kind of milestone, I guess, is, um, I think yesterday I hit 1 million likes on my, my videos. So, uh, holy shit. Apparently over a million people have liked my videos, so that's uh, that's pretty schnazzy. It's pretty neat. That's cool because that's that's obviously likes are a bigger deal than views. Um, because I I've always thought the TikTok the views are you can't really compare them to YouTube views. It's a different no, type of view no, because yeah. of the way they cycle through and everything. So it's hard to get the context around how many views you've seen. But the likes that means that means literally one million people took their thumb and went boop on your videos and that's yeah. fucking awesome yeah that, is, yeah that must be a really good feeling congrats on that thank you yeah when that one million people have put your thumb their thumb yeah, on you yeah and it feels good i mean i definitely had to get some preparation age but it's definitely whoo it feels good um but also i mean uh probably next week uh one of my videos will finally hit a million views so uh Hell yeah! It, it's crazy, man. Again, uh, Cody, you keep saying ground floor. Get get in, people, because we're we're taking it to the moon. 
To the moon! To the moon! JVOG Studios, TikTok, and Dogecoin. Strap strap those two shits together and send them to the moon. (laughs) Shits. (laughs) Um, Lindsay recently recommended to the the three of us a show on Hulu called Everyone is Doing Great. Um, I checked out the first episode so far, and I'm enjoying it, and I will definitely check out more. Um, But essentially, it's uh, these two guys who are... um, off of like a successful like teen drama show like your uh riverdale type show um i think this one's more like vampire based or whatever but if i remember right i could be wrong Lindsay's probably gonna yell at me if i'm wrong about that (laughs) um but uh it's uh these two guys now kind of like they're they're in the a few i think it's like five years past since since the show has ended and and they're just not getting a lot of work because they have that teen drama the teen drama show stigma attached to them. And so um, they're kind of just fledgling a little bit and uh, it's, it's more definitely more comedic based. Um, they're, they're a lot comedic based. Uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, definitely more of Lindsay mentioned. It's kind of like a, a show you'd enjoy recreationals too. Um, the people, some of the people in the show enjoy recreationals as well. So um, it, it's, it, you know, it's a light show. It's funny. It's got some cringy moments to it. And if you're into like the whole, into like the whole like actor or like you know like move the the film industry like scene type thing like the behind the scenes stuff um it's kind of got like a, a a comedic look at that as well so um I'd say, I'd say check it out it's just a nice show 30 minutes um not super long uh, not a, not a ton of episodes and i'm gonna keep going on it there you go Lindsay will be excited to hear that one uh, that is every everyone is doing fine um, on Hulu, so go check that one out. Uh, if you're not doing fine, stay strong. Better days are ahead with more sunlight. And one thing that is absolutely doing fine is JB's TikTok. So that's gonna do it for this week's one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's gonna do it for episode 181 um, of the Soco Show. What you got, Seth? I do hate to uh, to to kind of ruin your whole fine thing, but the show is called "Everyone Is Doing Great." Um, great, fine. Jared's doing <laughs> wonderful. Jared's fantastic. TikTok is not just doing fine; it's doing great. Uh, and if you're not doing great, wait for the sun. You're right. Yeah, it kind of ruined the whole thing by correcting it, but I deserved it because I should have been listening better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, Big shouts out to our sponsors out there. Make sure you guys click on their links in the description box. Go check them out, especially Friday after class. Uh, we had the new Glizzies for Breakfast song uh, from them and me uh, over there. So head over to their Spotify. Make sure you check them out, as well as all of our other sponsors. Um, make sure you're subscribed over on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. We're going to be over there in a couple of weeks um, on February 18th for our next live show. So make sure you guys join us for that. Um, shout out to our anchor wankers uh, for supporting the show, keeping Wanker. that going and everything. Uh, and thank all of you for uh, sticking with us through what I imagine will end up being a longer show. Um, so we appreciate the time you're spending with us here. Uh, we hope that if you like this episode, you'll you'll share it with some friends, help, help us uh, grow the party a little bit. And um, let us know what you thought at Soco Show Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, always happy to engage with you guys relative to uh, what we've talked on the show here. So... Uh, lots of good stuff coming down the SoCo pipeline. We got some exciting interviews uh, and and guests coming up that uh, we can't say much about yet, but we will um, uh, have some exciting things coming up. Uh, the live show, obviously, in a couple weeks. Um, Jared, for the J Buck Studios YouTube page, I imagine a lot of Sundance stuff coming up. 
Uh, anything else the folks should be looking out for over there? Um, every Friday uh, for what next, what, four weeks, five weeks? Uh, WandaVision re- reactions, obviously Sundance, normal Netflix stuff. And then uh, March is when uh, Falcon Winter Soldier kicks up. So cool stuff there. Oh, yeah. Cool stuff. And then maybe this, maybe Sunday, uh, Super Bowl, the big game, rather. Uh, we might get some trailers, maybe. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, keep an eye out for trailer talk next weekend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Bowl Sunday coming up. My Rams aren't in it, but I guess I'll watch the game. Um, I like to tweet a lot during the Super Bowl. Yeah. So if you're not engaged with me on Twitter at underscore Cody Michael, uh, give me a follow over there. I, I like chatting it up with folks. Isn't that uh, how you became the, famous uh, last time? Super Bowl. I did. I had I had one tweet. I've had one tweet in my life go kind of viral, and it was it was a totally benign, very unoriginal tweet about the Han Solo movie a couple of years ago um, when they revealed Donald Glover, and it it got put on the the Star Wars story on Twitter and blew the fuck up. So I'll be going. I'll be trying to replicate <laughs> that success uh, on Twitter. So keep an eye out for my uh, my flailing attempts at getting a viral tweet um, on Super Bowl Sunday. But um, as we said. That's going to wrap us up for episode 181. For the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott, we will see you next week. Bye. You fucked up the outro. Yeah, I'm going to do it again. I don't know why I did it that way. I'm just going to read it one more time. No, keep keep this in. Just do it again now. Okay, I'll do it again now. <laughs> For the bro host, Jared Buckendall, <laughs> and the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye. I'll be amazed if anybody hears that, but if they do, they're going to be like, there's 10 seconds left of the show. I better make sure I listen to it. And then they're going to be really disappointed.